What is happening, everybody? Back again, another episode of Off Track Experience. Pretty excited to bring you guys this one. This one's been one that's been in the pipeline for a while now, but we finally got Jace McAlpine from Gypsy Tales to come sit down. We met back in 2019 when I jumped on his podcast and opened up about a lot of stories and kind of where I was at in life. And honestly, at the time, it was probably one of the happiest points in my life. And being able to share the stories I did and then the reaction I got back was something that was pretty powerful. And I've kind of ever since then have put it out there that once I get up here or like you can come jump on my podcast and we'll kind of tell your story a little bit better. So finally got him in, finally got him to sit down for our three and a half hours, which is the longest one of these we've actually done. But it kind of shows you that, yeah, when we sit down, we can kind of go in depth and everything. And he's, he's definitely someone that I could, I feel like I could talk to anything about in depth and they would understand it on a level equal to mine. So, and I think the reaction we get from when we do these kind of things is so positive that it's just like, yeah, why not? share these stories and hopefully motivate people or inspire people to kind of see more in themselves or see the world in a better, a better light. So I really hope you guys enjoy this podcast and yeah, here's Jason McAlpine. Cheers guys. They know to keep the microphone. Yeah, it's just like simple stuff like where you put your mic and yeah. like sit down and they just get comfortable straight away and then other people are like, fuck, what are we going to talk about? Do you ever find that like funny how like you'll chat with someone for ages and then you'll be like, should do a podcast? And they're like, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. And you're just like, what? what we just we? did this for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I did one um, probably a week ago with this girl and she was like, she wanted to do it. And then she was like kind of like sat down she's like, Kind of like it's that that nervous. It's pretty unusual for people to do it like uh, just the, the everyday person, you know. I think that's one thing that me and you have going for us in a sense is like we're not trying to interview random people. It's like athletes have a fair bit of yeah. like exposure to doing interviews and stuff like that. So it sort of just doesn't seem as weird. And even for me, I think I was just around so many people doing it from like behind the camera that I kind of just like knew. You what, got comfortable what, with yeah, it, what yeah. To do. do you ever get nervous when you do it now? Is there anyone that makes you nervous? Not really. Mick Dorn does, to be to be honest, but like. <laughs> why, why Mick Dorn? Dude, but he just does in day-to-day life. Like I feel like that's probably one superpower that I have that lets me do Gypsy Tales good is that I don't ever get starstruck, literally ever. But you told me you kind of got for one guy, and I reckon you know the guy I'm thinking of that you got. You, you told me you were a bit nervous. Maybe, yeah. Well, yeah. Who do you think? Who do you think? Me, did? Well, nah, someone else. I don't know. Maybe Abbo. No, it wasn't Abbo. Who was it? Sam Hill. Oh, that. Yeah, I was actually a bit nervous for that one. Yeah, I the, feel like there's hype around that as well because like he doesn't do. He's never done. He doesn't any, do yeah. them. So it was not just like I'm doing a podcast with someone. It's like I'm doing a podcast with someone who openly doesn't do podcasts. Well, they're my favorite to do, to be honest. But yeah, that one definitely felt like it came with extra weight. Like I, I literally bought Troy Lee Designs red and black pants with like the big Troy Lee down there that Sam Hill wore on Mad Cat's Iron Horse. Like that's how long I've lauded that dude for, you know. Yeah. So yeah, when you get to do a podcast with a guy that you've had like that kind of relationship with, it's probably like one of the first dudes I ever really was like, fuck, he's the man. Like even yeah. before motocross guys, you know. Yeah, put him on a bit. Because your whole background was mountain biking as well. Yeah, so you yeah. put him on a pedestal before you even kind yeah. of got into the moto thing. And then like just knowing him, Sam's like one of the best people in the world to like hang out with in his house 
as a da- like he's a dad to his kids, like just being around him in that sense. But he's just a guy that doesn't like very few words, but mm. everything he says has like a bit of pop to it. Yeah. So that's just hard for, a, I guess, a podcast because you feel like you've got to, for him to do his best work, I've got to do like a lot of talking, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. So, and then oh, that's the thing I always get worried about. It's like, I just don't want to talk more than the guests. But some guys, they literally work better like that. They're like counter-strikers in a, in a conversation, you know. Because that's tricky, hey, because it's like you want to let the guests speak, but you know I've got to say this amount of words to pull this amount back out of you. And that's just kind of like the dance partner you can get sometimes. Yeah. And then I think the thing as well is that um, the more like vulnerable you get as a host telling stories or like – giving your own experience. That's when people say like, oh, he just talks about himself. I'm like, no, I'm trying to make this person feel comfortable Mm. saying this level of detail about themselves or like going this deep about a topic. Like I'm trying to like give them permission Mm. to go to that place. Like no one's going to open up to a person that just sits there and wants information from you. You know what I mean? It's not like an exchange. And I, I just, I mean, that's like, meta level fucking conversational thinking that people who listen to a podcast aren't gonna kind of take into consideration yeah. but yeah that's like the thing that i think about the most we're well, trying to make a friend in three hours well not yeah, even, yeah a friend you're trying to make a friend and also then pull out a story that you want to hear that then can also be received by everyone in a good way yeah well and think about if you just went to a i always say to this to people as well like when have you ever just or you've like, when have you ever done this or seen someone do this? Where like you go to a, a dinner party or a barbecue or something and someone just talks literally about themselves for three hours. Mm-hmm. So imagine like a person voluntarily doing that. You'd yeah. be like, that guy is super weird. Or imagine how uncomfortable you'd feel if someone interrogated you and made you talk about yourself for like that <laughs> amount hours, of time. Yeah. So like, that's the reality of like, that's one extreme of the spectrum and the other extreme of the spectrum in terms of like me sitting down doing a three hour interview with someone. So imagine the dance you've got to do to try and like find that sweet spot in the middle between those two. And because the dude at either end of that spectrum is like a bit of a dickhead, you know? And I feel like you're going to bounce between kind of that oh, middle definitely. ground a little bit slightly through that whole process as well. Yeah. And it depends on like who the person who the person is like sleet is a real good example, right? Like it's rude to cut people off <laughs> in conversations, but me and him like literally just cut each other off because we're like almost building on each other's yeah. sentences and we're building on the topic and we're like, nah, but what about this? And it's yeah. such like, it's almost like can, idea building in yeah, a sense, you and, know? And that's how you do with your friends as well. Like that's For a close sure. friend. It's like, it's not that, just interview question answer kind of structure. Yeah. Yeah. And but so people don't like if you especially on like the clips channel, like the shorter mm. videos, full clickbait, like we're just trying to suck people in. <laughs> and you've got but, zero context that me and him are really good friends and we write all the time and we've known each other 15 years. Like so you could just fully you've got no context. So you yeah. could make up any kind of thing. So it sort of just like doesn't worry me anymore. But that's kind of a good thing because obviously if you put up something and no one's got the context of how well you know each other, they could be like, oh, look at this like heated like yeah, debate yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, oh, shit, man, Gypsy's getting pretty harsh with the guests or whatever. But you're like, yeah. if you've got no context and it's like a new listener, yeah. like again, it just builds that brand more anyway. Yeah, and I think that when, yeah, it's just, I just look at it as like good content. Is it good content? Like could you just objectively 
click on that video after looking at the title and thumbnail, mm. feel like your curiosity was like somewhat uh, squashed or you had felt some type of way about like the way that the content was presented to you. Like that to me is just good content that is engaging with you. It's like making you think and feel about it. Mm. And then you just go away, you either watch another one or you do you, you know? do you create any of that now or is that all Rones and Alex that do all that? Or do you like... They pretty much do all that content now. All the content. Yeah. Do you like over... Like obviously you oversee yeah. it, but are you just like, yeah, this is good or that's bad or do you kind of let them just run with it and put it out and then you kind of look at it and go like good or bad kind of thing or more of this or more of that? Oh, probably, probably lately, just with going away and stuff last month, like mm. I've had two times this year where I've, I've lived away. Um... So the first one was in Feb in um, when I went to Bali and then this Dubai trip. Mm. And in those times, that's where I'm like super hands off. Mm. Like I, I give, I'm like, all right, you boys like really need to just steer the ship. It's not like I'm not working. I'm just kind of like mm. focused on something else. How's that feel? It's when- pretty, pretty scary to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, especially because, well, dude, like so good example, even Dino – we got so much good stuff out of his podcast and the views. Wilson. Wilson, Wilson yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, even he was like, fuck, the clickbait's like kind of gnarly. So yeah. it's like, that's because I just haven't, I've just said like, get as yeah. many views. <laughs> like, yeah, that's like, what you're going to want to click on. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it did awesome. We had like a, like a really legit month last month. Um, so yeah, I mean, it does get a little bit like, so the last few nights, because pretty much how it sort of worked was at the start, it was like me making the content all myself mm. and then Rones came along and then it was like me and Rones. It never really was like fully Rones doing the podcast content because mm. then Alex started working with us. Mm. And then, so there's kind of like, I guess our version of being a janitor mm. is making like Instagram reels mm. basically, you know. Cause and, you were, even back then you were chopping back and forth between cameras as you were yeah, interviewing, yeah. which I tried to do that. It's fucking hard. Yeah. Like to focus on like, okay, you're speaking now back to camera you or camera one or two and then back. I try to do that with my brother and it wasn't even a serious podcast. I would forget. I'd get stuck in my thoughts. I'd be like, oh, and the camera's on me. He's talking. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you did that. I didn't even realize you were doing that. Yeah. I didn't do that for too, for too long though. I kind of went back to the the edit. I figured out a just a fast way to get it done. To chop like it back in and the, forth. In the editing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was... Yeah, I'd say the first three years was just so gnarly mm. of like, I was actually thinking about this today of before, like, before I came here um, is that I kind of feel like I've just got to a point now with the podcast where like I've done so much work mm. that I just feel like good about it mm. to where <clears throat> it's kind of like a random topic, I guess. But um, yeah, there was just a point for, I'd say like those first probably up until like really recently, but those first three years was just like me doing the, all the content completely by myself, every mm. thumbnail, every like every Instagram post, the whole deal. And it was getting pretty shitty. <laughs> like there's sort of only so much you can listen to your own voice, mm. like judge the things that you say. Like well, it was like pretty. How, it's like how you view yourself as well is going to be, it's such a hard thing because you might say something really positive and uplifting and good, but you might view yourself and like, oh, no one wants to hear that. Yeah. But like Rones could see it and be like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah, yeah. Throw some clickbait on it, throw it up there, thousands of views. It's like you can get stuck in your own head looking at your own, your thing. Yeah. Well that, yeah, that was like a massive part of it is wanting to post stuff that 
you think is good content and is like good for people, but then yeah, just not wanting to come across as self-righteous or self-promoting or, and that's why there's probably, there's very little of that kind of content. Like Mm. even on the social stuff, it's mostly just the guests talking. The funny thing is it's like, if you posted it or Roan's posted it, that doesn't matter because people don't know who people posted it. Know, yeah. But the thing, like, I got a young kid to start posting some stuff for me and when he'd post something of me speaking, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But, like, if I posted it myself, I'd be like, oh, even 100%. though, like, the end result's the same. No yeah. one knows if I posted it or someone else posted it. So why does it matter where it come from? It's, yeah, it's, it's a weird loop. Well, yeah, I mean, but I, I'm sort of grateful for it because, like, I, I kind of got to a point where, I just got, I was literally just like staring at my own ego for like three years and it was just the weirdest fucking deal. And, uh, but that ended up leading me into so much of like the meditation stuff. So much of like literally my personal philosophy around like the way I live my life now. And I feel like I'm a way happier and more balanced person because of it. And it's literally because I stared at my fucking own ego for three years. It was like, I, I, what in the, what the fuck is <laughs> what that? Is this? And, uh, so it was like, it was, yeah, it was awesome in, in the end. But yeah. So then like Rones kind of came along. Well, I guess I should go back. Like the, the fear I always had was that like, it still felt like it could kind of go away at any moment. You know what I mean? Like you'd lose the podcast. You mean? Yeah. And that it would like, I'd lose interest in it. Mm. People would lose interest in it. Mm. The views would stop coming in. And then I'd kind of just be left like scrambling, like what to do because I'd mm. put so much, like from pretty much the day I started, I was like, right, I'm just going to do this full time and mm. just we'll see how it goes. Mm. But yeah, there was no plan B. No, like literally no, <laughs> like no plan B at all. Mm. And that was the thing. So yeah, it was like for those few years, I was like in that cycle of just grinding Mm. because you probably feel this as an athlete. You can get to a point where you feel like you've done so much work. Mm. You've reached like a tipping point. And it's probably in your case, it'd be like, all right, I've done this mountain bike deal for so long. Like I'm a professional mountain bike rider now. Like Mm. next year I'll be a professional mountain bike rider. Mm. And the year after that, I, I don't, might not know exactly what sponsors I've got or whatever, but like you see yourself as a, like mm. this thing now cannot be taken away from me. Mm. And, uh, and yeah, I think that's what I was like kind of trying to get towards for a while is like, how does this and sustainable in the sense of like, it's not me doing the camera every time. It's mm. cause that's something that could like take it away from you in a sense. Like you could take it away from yourself. Um, Do you feel like you don't have that now? Like you feel like I'm, like yeah now that's, that's yeah, gone what that's, was it what it's was very it, recent what was the tipping point for that probably what you were kind of asking about are you doing all your content when you've just let it when it's yeah. self-managing kind of thing yeah so it's now i guess yeah so like roans came on and it was me and him but we weren't doing too much of like the vlog content and the trips and the trail like mm. we were just trying to get the podcast out mm. and then that was the thinking by getting griff on board was like all right one person does the the podcast stuff Rones does the trips and the vlogs and all the extra kind of thing and then yeah. try and build those up together. Um, and then to get, yeah, those two things running to where it's like, I'm not just sitting at the keyboard mm. and, and mouse every day. Cause I remember when I came and saw you, I was like, cause obviously you were just trying to smash podcasts out, but I just like, you've got to obviously go on those trips and have those experiences then come back and relate. It's like, it's like, 
going out on those trips is actually really beneficial for your business because you're going to have so many more life experiences than share with the next guest. And like, obviously you do podcast, 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 you can get stuff from that. But I just thought you're kind of trapping yourself for sure in this, man. in this box, which you obviously you've got to do it to grind to a certain extent. But then it's like, at what point does that start being detrimental to the, the actual business of like, okay, now I'm just talking about the same thing I've talked about because yeah. I didn't go to America and I didn't do this crazy shit with fun people that, that then you can share. Like whenever you go on a trip and do the vlog thing, I remember I'd get pumped for that because it's like, I feel like your position, like you can create so much content with so many cool people because you've mm. like immersed yourself in that world so heavily that it's like, you kind of just can, I don't know, I feel like you bounce around everywhere, which is kind of cool. Like I, very, I feel like there's very few people that can go to just like a, like kind of pretty much most extreme like mountain biking, moto, wakeboarding, whatever, and you can bounce around everything, everyone and everything so easily. Like do you find like that's obviously come from, I don't know, just just being a good person and like keeping those solid relationships everywhere. Like you can just go to these events and just like, yeah, oh, I, don't I don't know, create like create cool content because like you say, you're friends with the, all the top moto guys, friends of Mount. Like I feel like you just, I don't know, gravitate towards these like cool, good, fun people in a way. Yeah, I just I've always just like probably looked up to those people in terms of I've always been interested in motocross, mountain bikes, surfing. Like I just, I do all those mm. sports and I just, I just got a lot of respect for people that can make a living out of it, mm. you know? And, and I think that, I mean, there's a lot of dickheads that I wouldn't hang out with, <laughs> but there's, there's so many people where it's like, I only need to know a few things about you if you're a guy that rides a mountain bike for a living and, mm. you know, does downhill or if you're a pro cyclist or if you're a pro surfer, like, I only need to know, get a couple good vibe check, checks off a person yeah. and know a few things. And then I can pretty much trust that that's a solid human just because you've had to go through crazy injuries. You've had mm. to make it in a sport that, you know, doesn't pay a ton of money. And there's so many sacrifices that you've got to make. And you obviously treat your body and mind in a, you know, in a good way. So I feel like it's just easy to kind of gravitate towards those kind of people, if that makes sense. Mm. So it's almost like a qualification process that's already been done for you. I guess you can relate so much to that because even though you weren't like the athletes, like the podcast was just your sport and you still traveled and especially doing the like motocross stuff in America, like my housemate's about to go over and film for Honda. Oh, and I was like, oh that's right. Yeah, yeah he's Matthews, killing it. Eh? Yeah, so he's yeah, been doing yeah. the Ken Rocks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he's about to go to America and go literally kind of do what you did, just yeah. like hang out with the motor guys and shoot content. And it's just funny because it's just like you're literally about to like – copy my what my life is but obviously with downhill racing yeah it's just yeah. like yeah it's hectic man i was like no shit like it, it is fun and it is a cool job but man you are like like he got back from france and then when shot adelaide and then he's coming back he's just like constantly flying now working massive days like his brain's always on i was like yeah it's a it's a cool life but it's also a hard one at the same time and i guess that's what you experience that so like you can relate to i guess athletes a lot in that sense yeah and i think that we were i was just young when I was over there and a lot of the guys were young too. Mm. And I knew, I knew when to like, uh, like when to do the work and then when to just be like, all right, we're done. You know, like now we can all just chill. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then you, you're doing the same schedule. You're in the same airport. Like you kind of, mm. if you're following a series or you're following those guys around, like you're all kind of in the shit together. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. like a, it's like one big traveling circus yeah. and everyone's kind of like 
yeah, playing their role. So yeah, maybe that is. It's a weird. Kinda, it's a weird kind of like ecosystem, like a motocross. And like obviously downhill's the same, but it's like you got these fierce competitors which you're kind of friends with, and then you're also racing against, and like it's this weird like tension that builds on a weekend where everyone's like just a bit more quiet and yeah. anxious, and yeah. then it's like the race is over and then everyone just like relaxes. Like it's like this big relief kind of comes yeah, over everyone yeah. and everyone's happy and like hanging out again. And then you go to the next race and it's like a tension again. And it's just like weird build up and release <laughs> yeah, that yeah. like constantly happens. <laughs> yeah. And you're kind of just in the middle of that. Just like, cause I guess you wouldn't have that. You would see it, but you probably wouldn't feel it as much cause you're not competing, I guess in that sense. Nah. Like, do you still feel nervous for just like shooting like a, like a race or like. I used to be, I used to get nervous for filming. Like I would get, nervous for sport mm. really like when i was filming races and stuff especially you know you're on like tight lenses and, sh- and shit and you're trying to like nail focus points and stuff like you only get one like you fuck up the dude getting the whole shot like you fucked yeah, up the dude get you there's no it's not like you got <laughs> 10 pictures to you know save yourself yeah but um yeah so i used to like i used to fully get nervous eh? and i used to it's funny i've fully grown out of this now but i used to I'd go on a film trip and I'd hate the whole thing. Like I'd hate the whole time. I th- used to just being stressed. Yeah. Just from being fucking anxious. Like, and I'd, I used to think about it all the time, but I never, like I just wasn't smart enough to know what was going on. I knew it was happening every time, but yeah. I didn't know like what it was, but yeah, I'd just be so fucking negative and anxious and like just dim. And then the only time I'd feel good about any of those film trips or the shit that we used to do was when I was sitting on the plane about to take off home. I'd be like, oh, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> like, and I was actually sick. And yeah, I, yeah. yeah. And I'd tell myself all the time, I'd be like, bro, you just next time you do a trip like this, you've got to enjoy the moment. Yeah. But it's the, hard, man. There's a lot of pressure. But like, yeah. like, I'll be at the top of races at like World Cups and even in Australia. You should are, feel it more than me too. Yeah, I know. Way. But people are like, like perfectly, I love Conor Fury and he's a legend, but dude, at the top of a race, he's always just like, why am I, why am I doing this? Like, why yeah, like yeah. he's fully like almost psyching himself out because like, I think he knows how hard he's going to push. He's like, I hate this part. I just want to like finish. Like he's like fully like kind of in his own head in that sense. And then other people are kind of quiet or whatever. I just try and like, like you say, be positive because it's just like, what's going to happen is what's going to happen to so like enjoy it. Yeah. But like it, it is a stressful thing. Well, I think there's a, there's like a couple things to that. The, there's an anxiety that you should feel in your life for anything that you actually give a fuck about. Mm. So I get nervous with podcasts, even though it's, I know it's going to be fine. It's yeah. like every time I think about it, I'm like, because I only obviously get people I want to talk to and yeah. that I know I can talk to. So I'm like, it's never going to be bad. Yeah. Like, I couldn't imagine it, but at the same time, I still get nervous, but that's because I want it to do Yeah, well. you want it to. Yeah, like my heart's in it. Like I want this thing to grow and I want it to be good. Like even remember I... Um, I said to you, like, when I read all the time, like, I feel like I can articulate my words better. Yeah. So, like, new, like, since I've moved up here, I'm just trying to read more just to benefit, even though I should read anyway. And yeah, I yeah. Enjoy but-, it. but that's, like, it's, like, obviously training for the podcast now. Like, I want to start doing that. I want to start writing more, like, and trying to articulate in that way. And it's just, like... Writing would be good for you, too. Mm, but that's just, like, you say, like, once you're nervous and have a passion for something, it's, like, that's a good nerve to actually carry with you because it means it means something. Yeah. And and I guess there's a... there's I always like to think about things and where's the point of diminishing returns. So where does this worry now go from net positive to, to net negative? And then that's where I think you need to switch to your thinking, which is 
Just preparation, really. Well, and it's like what you just said before about, well, I'm here now. So mm. what's going to happen is going to happen. Mm. And I, I would think about this. This was especially gnarly for me in like jujitsu tournaments because for motocross, I don't really get nervous because I'm not trying to win. <laughs> like yeah, I, literally yeah, don't, yeah. I literally don't give a fuck. I just don't want to crash. I just want to finish a race <laughs> and have fun. But jujitsu, I'm like, okay, I, I'll definitely want to try and win here. But and, how funny is that? Because both of those should almost just be the same thing because yeah. it's like, but the way I feel about it is completely different because of my chances of winning. Yeah. So I have so like zero chance of winning a, a motocross race. And also there's only two, there's two people that are doing jujitsu and then everyone's just like watching these two people. It's like a flip and a coin. It's a 50, 50. Yeah. Whereas motocross, like, Oh, you, what do I get? Yeah. 12th. Oh, sick. <laughs> 13th. Cool. Did a 11th. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like it doesn't, yeah. doesn't like no one really gives a fuck. Um, but yeah, I'd always get to the point like, okay, so you've got two choices now. You either, this is too much and you don't want to be here. So just leave. Yeah. And if you aren't going to just leave, then just stay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's literally how I like think about it now. Yeah. So it's like, I do want to be worried about shit and I do kind of like want to be anxious about mm. certain things to a point because mm. if you're not anxious about this, then you don't set it up properly. Yeah. Exactly. And you don't, you know, you don't press record at the yeah. right time. You don't have a battery charge before yeah. you start it, you know. I think so, that all just comes back in the preparation. Like I feel yeah. like preparation is the thing that takes that nerve, nervous energy just lower and lower. And it's still always there. Mm. And it should be there. But the more work you put in, it just like makes that voice a bit quieter and a bit more like, oh, it's going to be hard, but yeah, you and, got it. <laughs> and like repetitions too. Yeah. So I completely agree with you. Um, but yeah, to build on that, I think that, reps is also mm. the most important thing that, that you reps, can yeah. that you can do like i definitely noticed through covid when we were busting out you know consistently two to three shows a week mm. you just feel like good you feel ready mm. like I, anyone could call me at any time and i'm saying yes to doing that podcast yeah whereas you know like this week getting back from dubai i hadn't done a podcast in a month and then the first one is J.O. Archer, who I like really want to do a good job of telling that dude's story because he's been through a lot mm. and achieved something real special. And I just didn't want to do it because <laughs> I just hadn't done the reps. Just nerves, yeah. Yeah, not 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 like – Not nerves, but like you don't think it's going to be as preparation. good as it could be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, like doing a race without going doing, putting the training in. You're like, yeah. oh, I'll do all right, but yeah. fuck, I want to – I think – a big thing I've been trying to push within myself since being here is like, just put a hundred percent into everything, mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. How like, you do anything is how you do it. Exactly. Yeah. But really just, and just like the smallest things, like the smallest, like things that you wouldn't worry about, be like, that could be better in some way. So why not make it better? And it's just like, when you start doing that, your whole environment just become, and just like make things simpler, make things more like accessible, like yeah. good things and then hide bad things. So it's like not in your yeah, side. Yeah. Like still have it there. I don't think you can get rid of, and then everything everything and that could be like drinking or partying or whatever but just put it like so it's a bit harder to get to i guess well so there's a book that i just read and it's called uh four thousand weeks time and how to use it mm. and it was unbelievably good like it was a paradigm shifting kind of book really? in like a bunch of different ways and so when you just said you're trying to get better at doing everything just even if it's little things there's a cool way that he talks about it in the book is that basically as soon as you say yes to something, mm. even if it's a yes to doing the dishes, right? Mm. That means you've said no to an almost infinite 
amount of things. Some of those things you would rather be doing more. Some of those things you would rather be doing less. So you can almost use that as fuel to then do the thing properly because it's like, let's say it's doing the dishes. It's kind of like a menial task, you know, but you go, okay, well, I've literally chosen now to spend my time when I could be spending it doing anything, else. a million other better things. Mm. So I should do this as good as possible because I've, you know, I've said no to all this other shit. And then you've sort of got like the flip side of that is, well, I could be doing an almost infinite amount of worse things than this right now. So I should be grateful that I've even got the, like the chance to do this. Mm. And it's sort of, you know, even like, yeah, for me lately, I'm like even feeding my dog. It's like Mm. just giving him the, we kind of like make his food every day. Mm. So it's like, just put the most effort into that. You're here doing it. It's for blah, blah, blah reason. It just affects the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, just it just bleeds into everything everything that you do. And then it's like, okay, I've chosen now to go to the beach. So it's like, I could be on my phone. I could be distracted. I could be, but like, I've literally said no to all these other things. Mm. And then I've said yes to this time now. So it's like, what am I trying to get out of this time? And how do I like, you know, what do I got to do to make sure I'm getting the most out of this time that Mm. I've just carved for myself? Cause you'll never get it back. And it's like a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool perspective. I think. Yeah. I get, yeah. Just actually being in it. It's funny you said that because the whole like gratitude thing, I was actually listening to, not sure who you were talking to, but I remember it might've been Powerfish or, or something. And it was the whole idea of just being grateful that you can do something like you're in this good spot. And I remember I was driving in my van and I was had to go over to town to pick something up and it was late. And I was just, you know, when you're just like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, like you're yeah, going yeah. into a situation where like, I don't want to be in this situation. And then you've kind of said the whole gratitude thing. And I was like, I'm literally driving in like my really nice car, yeah. listening to a podcast in like a reclined seat, like in like some of the best years of my life. And like, I just started to like look at all these positive things around me and it just completely changed my mindset and my shift and like oh i get to go over and do this thing in my nice car and pick up something that i actually needed that i could afford and it's just like all these things in there that people would look at me like you're like what do you mean but it was just because i was a bit tired and didn't want to drive 45 minutes yeah but i was just like i flipped that whole scenario and then i just had a nice drive and i'm like and i'm gonna drive to like beautiful countryside it's like all this is a positive but yeah it's like you say the whole like looking at it as gratitude not as like oh what do i have to do oh, like look i've got to do this oh yeah no nah, dude and the that's kind of the thing is like the present, the and this is where I think like the whole meditation thing, if you practice and you, you meditate regularly, you'll kind of find that, yeah, just 10 minutes of sitting down doing literally nothing is actually like kind of a peaceful, stimulating, mm. like there's, there is stimulation in that. There's a lot of sounds that come. There's a lot of smells and mm. sensate. Like, so that's just the moment. Mm. So it's like you're always in the moment, you know? So it's like, even in the, like you said, the moment where you're sort of doing something, blah, 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 blah. It's only really the thinking about that thing that would proliferate the feeling. Like if you have a, you know, like a little bit of a moment of clarity and you just step back to like a, to like 10 seconds of that meditation type of, Mm. you know, then, then yeah, you're open to going like, Hmm, I'm actually in my nice car. The, The climate's at the exact point that I wanted the seats are nice like I've got some cool music on and you know I'm in some nice scenery it's like when you strip away the voice that's telling you how negative your situation is Mm. if you remove that and then just take like really like a base level 
like take the temperature of the room essentially mm. and like in all of its ways it's like fuck the present moment is always pretty fucking nice yeah yeah just down to the temperature yeah. just alone just yeah. like i'm or if it's cold you've got warm enough clothes on not to be cold yeah like there's there's something to like i don't know look into there <laughs> you know there might be there's something positive in that because that's the th- i know when i've been in a state where like I do shut off a bit and do get more into meditation. Like it's so quick, the change mm. in mindset. Like I know when I've gone, say you go camping, don't have phone service, don't look at that with your thoughts more or less. Like I, it's so quickly, it's so fast how quickly you realize you don't need all the things you think you need. Like I feel like that's the biggest thing that comes to me when I kind of separate from that. It's like we feel like we need so much, like all the time. Yeah. All the time. And like straight away. And then you step away from that and you're like, oh, I kind of just need a few things. And I feel pretty good. Yeah. And if you can like find a way to build the, like that recognition into your life, then that's the, that's like a sweet spot to do it, you know, or like that's a, it's like a, you know, just servicing, you know, like if you build your life to where you've kind of, yeah, you've got, you, you read in the morning or then you do like you do things in a certain way and they're like almost triggers then, yeah. yeah, you just end up kind of living like from that space in a sense. Do you have certain things that you do to like keep yourself in that rhythm? Like that you've got like your non-negotiables you do? Yeah, definitely. The the reading thing's pretty much on that list, but I've had to be super flexible this year. Just like I've had so many life changes kind of happen, but like ideally for me, I'm waking up, making a coffee, sitting in the sun, reading a book. Mm. That's like the the kind of thing that uh, that's like my ideal. And then, yeah, some kind of training also like regularly, I feel like a better version of, or I feel like a more correct version of myself. If I'm training mm. all the time, it's like, I don't know what, it just flushes out whatever it needs mm. to like flush out of the I system. It's a lot of anxiety as well. Like, you know, when you like get anxious about stuff, but then you just go wreck yourself. You're like, Fuck, I don't even think like it just it just I just well you're just spaced out like yeah, it takes it the, away. Yeah, the you that would be anxious isn't involved in that. Mm. Like that that dude that's anxious about shit is nowhere to be found yeah. when you're training because you just yeah. you're just fucking rinsing yourself. Yeah. Like it's just not sort of not there. And then maybe it's yeah, again it's like that kind of reset sort yeah. of deal. But I think uh the other thing that I do pretty much every day will be I'll listen to some form of um, like some form of, I guess you'd say it's like a Dharma teaching, but it's just around like Buddhism and like non-duality and that whole. Like a guided thing about. No, some of it's just like conversations. A lot of them are, um, a lot of them are either books that are being read. It's like an audio book, but with some like kind of guided meditation music mm. behind them. Um, and they're old wisdom texts from like meditation masters because I, f- I find that that's the thing there's like I'll, I'll hear a certain line or something and it just will kind of hit something it yeah. hits and then i'm just like i'm there like i don't need to be like sitting and mm. meditating to like get to that place i've just if i listen to that so that's me pretty much like every night before bed and a lot of them it's either a, a book that's been are you seeing stuff when you're hearing this? Like, are you visualizing a moment or are you just just in that? No, nah, just sometimes. Yeah, sometimes stuff will happen. A lot of times it's just like real, just blank. Like, it's mm. kind of the, yeah. It obviously triggers a feeling at some point. Yeah, What's yeah. the feeling? Is it just like? So I'd always describe it 
as and so this is like so the 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 feeling that I would describe it as would be like if you've ever ridden moto and then you've just stopped thinking and you're not like you're just in flow state you know that's the feeling so in buddhism or like non-duality that would be like selflessness not you know um your, your ego disillusion like that sort of shit mm. but i'd say the feeling that it feels because it's hard to notice it on a bike you know like you know it's not like a snap fingers kind of thing but if in this context it, it sort of is but I always describe it almost like, you know, when you're feeling like you're about to fall off the back of a chair mm. and then you like catch yourself. Yeah. That like whatever that feeling is, yeah. it's like you're un- unhooked. Yeah, you're like you're there. Yeah, there's like you're you, there. You're yeah, there. You, yeah. So there's something just sucks you into the moment like yeah. really, really quickly. And then it's like a, I would say that moment is like if you hit a gong. Yeah. It's like that moment is like when the gong gets hit. And then it just like, like slowly pulls just you, pulls you back and then you, and then it slowly like releases and like reverbs out. Yeah. And then you'll st- sometimes you can stay in that moment for a while. Sometimes you'll start thinking about random shit. Sometimes you'll be like, Oh yeah, that's it. I'm doing it right. Yeah. I'm fucking, you know, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, okay, now I'm doing it wrong. Sorry. <laughs> Let's try, try and wait for the yeah, that, come back like, again. hit yeah, again. Yeah. And then the, so there's like, uh, it's a written, or how, like how, audio how long reading were you of, doing that before like you kind of got that because obviously like when you meditate you kind of level up in a way like i know when i'm doing it all the time i go to different places than when i just sit down so how long did that take before you felt like you were going into that moment because that wouldn't have been probably like instantaneous like the nah, first time you did it it wouldn't have no nah, but i think that uh i think that what i did do because i i started like through COVID is when it was really, I, dude, I literally, well, you know, like I lived literally like a monk. Mm. It was intense. Mm. Uh, but I think the like reading, I read a lot of books yeah. through that and I listened to a lot of audio from like Sam Harris and that, that whole app. Yeah. And I think the theory side of it started looking a lot to me like the, reason i'd always loved riding and surfing Mm. and like i could see i was like oh this is why i've always loved riding so i started to see them describing like awakening and like all the buddhist shit was the feeling that i got riding Mm. and that was what i'd always and i even went back to like early podcasts me talking to harry than the first one me talking to robbie madison like all these guys i was asking them these questions this was kind of right as I sort of started. Mm. So I was like always obsessed with, or that was the part of action sports I was always super obsessed with. So then once I started hearing them talk about that, I I sort of like had the feeling not from meditating, Mm. but from motocross. And so like for me, when I drop in surfing on like a big wave, Mm. it's that same, literally Mm. the same feeling, like almost. Do you reckon, because you mentioned before, that's kind of like that, do you feel like that's like teetering on that flow state thing or you reckon yeah. that is the flow state? Like you are semi well, in it. Yeah. So I, I guess it is like the flow state thing, but there's different, I guess because it is different kind of levels. of There's different. That. Yeah. And, and scientists, when scientists talk about meditation and flow states mm. and that whole like selflessness feeling and mm. flow states, then there is def- different things happening at the level of the brain. Like yeah. they've even done um, fMRIs. Mm. on kind of like both sorts of phenomena. So there's goes, like, yeah. yeah, so it is like technically different, but to it's me, I like, saw the like, same. Yeah, it's kind of like 
brother and sister in a way. Hundred, like hundred percent. They're both same, but yeah, there's alterations between it. Because I know when I've been in, like I've, like even when I do podcasts sometimes, and you yeah, really yeah, the same, yeah. when you're talking to someone, like you're not present. Yeah, I mean, you are present. So you are fully present, and like time Completely is not time agree, is not bro. there. You're not even thinking about what you're going to say. It's almost just coming out in this sense. One hundred percent, man. So I've only got that in podcasting and in writing. They're my two things that I've, I can go to a place that I yeah. feel like that's the place you should live that's in. That's like who you are. Exactly. Yeah. As much as possible, I believe you should put yourself in a flow state, yeah. some sort of like state or meditation because yeah. I feel like it's, it's, I don't know, what do you even, you can't put, I feel like you shouldn't put words to it because there's no point. Yeah. It's well, like that, you either yeah. feel it or you don't. And yeah. it's like, it's almost when you, you know, when you're trying to explain something, you're just going to kind of butcher it in a way. It's never going to, like, you're never going to be able to explain it as good as it's going to be. But people feel it all the time. And that's so, the, they understand. Yeah. People, yeah. people know, yeah. like, even watching TV, like, there's so, anytime there's like, there's being zoned out where you're zoned out with your thoughts. But even that I look at as like a meditation. Like, that's the, the thought that's going on in your head. That's the self. Like, that's mm. what they would call the self in the meditation context. Mm. So you can be like so focused on yourself that you're selfless almost, you know? Yeah, yeah, so it's like even when you're so lost in thought and then you wake up from it, like you catch yourself. People mm. do it all the time where you're like just fully off with the fairies and then you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like I just, you just came back from wherever you were but you weren't at the yeah. same time, you know? So, but yeah, so I, I think probably it wasn't until the stuff around I think – free will well i had like I've, I've spoke about it a few times but i think i had like i had one experience in the studio where it was kind of talking about me just like looking at my ego all the time essentially like that's what the podcast was to me it's like i literally just got to see my fucking ego on display mm. and then i kind of had like this my ma- for a point in time my main goal of the podcast was to not have an ego <laughs> and then you're just looking directly at it but then i'm like i'm like that's ego that's still ego that's still ego that's still ego and like i was trying to i was on this like i don't know i was just trying to get it to the point where i felt like i was doing a show with like no ego mm. and i just that was my one goal was to look like i'd come across like i didn't have an ego but then it's like you just go all the way down and then you're like oh it's ego all the way it's There's, ego all the way down. Like not wanting to have an ego is almost the ultimate version of having an ego. Yeah, yeah. And then, then I was like, at that point, I was like, I have to look somewhere different. Yeah. Like I have to figure out like this way, like that I have been thinking about ego is like it's wrong and it just goes on forever. So there's got to be like another different way to point. Deal with it, yeah. yeah. And then so I think it's like a, com- a combination of those things, like just essentially being obsessed with that whole concept of ego and then yeah going and reading and learning about what was those the shift- things what was and- the shifting point when you kind of was just like okay like it, the ego is in it but like i'm pushing it for a good reason so it kind of doesn't matter yeah yeah that's that's like pretty hard to actually you couldn't really say whether you were or weren't you know like i don't know i feel like that's a very hard thing to to quantify Um, But I just think that there just became a point where you just believed it enough. Like I'd sort of just, or you'd seen it enough in terms of like, when you sit down, you understand that you don't know what you're going to think next. Mm. Like you don't know why you thought that you can kind of create a bit of a story that 
makes sense as to like based off all of your previous experiences, why you would have thought that, mm. but you don't know why you thought that. And if, if I asked you some, there's like a, you know, super random questions that I could ask you where it's like, what's your favorite movie of all time? Like, or just no, just name a movie that you know about. Do you want to name one? Yeah. Joker, Dark Knight. Uh, so why didn't you say Forrest Gump? I know that'd be up there as well. I don't but know, why just, didn't you say I know it's just like, I guess a memory, like certain memory, it's just linked to a feeling and that feeling that it created. Yeah. So you, you're now telling a story about mm. it that makes sense to you, mm. but you cannot inspect that decision. Like you said, Batman, you know, you said a Batman movie. Yeah. When there's a thousand movies that you like, it was as free a yeah, question. You go, you go so wide and the range is yeah. massive. Yeah. But then you pick that and now you can't go back and inspect that. Like you, you don't know why you said that. I don't that. know exactly why. Yeah. There's, you, no, there's and no you, deciding factor that's like, you said that because of this. And you would because, never be able to know. Yeah. Right. It's, it's just, just a feeling that it created when I saw it that's just yeah. stuck with me. But yeah. Yeah. So there was no, so no like, point describing it because no one's going to ever, you like, I feel like describing feelings, it's like you can't, because your own feeling is always going to be different than someone else's. Oh, like how yeah. something makes you feel yeah. like you can say, oh, like love, but love feels different for everyone. Yeah. Anger feels different for everyone. All those things feel different for everyone. It's like, or your mixed the mix. Well, it's just a story. Like yeah. all you're doing is like telling a story, right? Mm. And and so like just to you know to go back to to that decision, that one, and I think this is the point where like if you can if this is like really hit, there's a level at which this can hit with you to where it makes sense of every thought you've ever had in your entire life because it's the same thing. Mm. Like I could just we could just keep rattling off these questions. And that you could like sit with these questions to the point where you would fully just give up any uh, effort of, or like any ownership over the Your thoughts. Decisions yeah, and the thoughts the, and where they're coming yeah. from. Like where does a thought, yeah. where does the, where does a thought begin? Yeah. And yeah. what, why did, why chocolate vanilla ice cream? Like why is there one, if you have to choose one, you'll choose one, but you'll never be able to inspect that court. You'll never know. Mm. Like it'll be consistent with maybe the story that you tell yourself about your life or what, but you will never actually know. And so I think that that's the point where it's like, if you, if you can sit down and if, if you can find the significance in just that, that's what you need to know to get to that place with meditation. And then, and then there's like a, there's a physical application to living your life like that and, and not just for yourself, but for other people. So if someone says some dumb shit or cuts you off in traffic or, you know, whatever that it's a decision that if you ask them to go back and inspect that decision, they Mm. wouldn't know why or where it came from. Like Mm. there'd be a story Mm. that'd be consistent with it. You know, that'd be, you'd be able to characterize it as them. But at the end of the day, it's, not this it's not this authored thing that they've that they're not the owner of that action as much as we expect people or, or to think, be yeah, or, or expect think. ourselves yeah, to be yeah, yeah, I get so that. it's like that right there like that's the key kind of thing and i think that there's think, a it's like you're almost running on like autopilot dude, yeah, and, oh, for and, sure. and mindfulness is like kind of grabbing a hold of the wheel but even in mindfulness you're i think that you understand that the same thing applies to like mindfulness or Mm. understanding that fact, like you're still going to get swept away by thoughts that aren't your own. 
But I always look at it and and this there's a book that characterizes it really well, the seven habits of highly effective uh, people. Mm. There's like he he calls it responsibility, but response ability. Mm. So we have the ability to respond yeah. to our environment, right? Mm. We might not have the freedom to respond in the way that we think we did, mm. but we still have that responsibility. So I always say that I guess like the practical, yeah, they might we might not have free will in the way that we think we do and we might not I might go do some fucking dumb shit after this that could <laughs> ruin my life and mm. you know you'd have to be like cool with it in in that same way. But it's like you said, like if that can come online for yeah. you just over and over. So that's what I work on now, more so than just like meditating. It's like how many times mm. can I have that feeling of falling off the chair mm. because I've realized like I've I've seen a an ugly thought. I've seen yeah. I've said some dumb shit that I would like those triggers yeah. that make you feel like self-conscious. Yeah. That's a great time to see through that self mm. and see through that decision and just inspect what we just inspected. And then like you said, it gives you that distance. And then I think that going back to that like responsibility thing, then you're able to respond, but in like a dip, a way that would be like more true to you. Like what you said, when you go away and you leave your phone and you leave, like you feel more clear and you feel more. So it's almost like the more space you have from like the things that hit you from the outside world that you're not just like reacting to them. You're like being, you like got response time mm. and it's coming from that more like who you are kind of person then I think like, I think that's full circle how this whole thing fits together. So I think for me, like when that was the moment, like when I really, when I could really link together that whole concept of like how much free will we actually have and then how that ties into the the way that they, the Buddhist sort of stuff would talk about the self. Once those few things like clicked for me, then that feeling became like very readily available. Mm. You, do you um do you analyze yourself as well a lot in that sense of like what you're doing to like get you there and then obviously the thing like not just there in that sense but like your whole kind of environment do you analyze yourself as in like this to get me to that place more often these are the things I've put in place to get there yeah yeah so that's that's just listening to those texts every night yeah and li- and so oh but I mean like as well in like your broader life as well because I'm like do you go there more often just say like you've got it like you're putting out more podcasts, you're eating healthy. Like, does that change the effect that then that those oh, texts give to you? Yeah. You notice oh, massive, much of a difference in that or is you still just go there? No, no. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of see what you're saying. Like, yeah, it's. Does it get, yeah, do you enhance it more by like. Yeah, for sure. Other parts yeah, of your life? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Yeah. I think it all like works together. You'll see. I feel like it's pretty obvious to see. See it in a sense. Like, cause yeah, I'm doing more podcasts. I'm like way more active and like kind of, mm. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I'm kicking goals more, more and more, but yeah, I definitely, it, it definitely comes and goes. And I think just routine in general helps with it massively. Like any, any time that you can be really in a good routine, I think that, yeah, that's when you can kind of like, or you're just sort of firing on all cylinders, but then that can be kind of dangerous too, because then you uproot your routine and then you turn into a fucking anxious piece of shit. But I noticed, man, like when I went to Dubai, like the first week was sweet. 
because I was at F1 and I was just like around my friends and I had like my crew, you know, mm. and um, even though I was in hotels and, and running that whole program, like just not really anxious at mm. all. And then as soon as the fucking train left the station and all the boys <laughs> went their separate ways mm. and then I was just like stuck in Dubai trying to figure all this shit out by myself. I was have, you, like, have you talked much about what's going on with Dubai? No. Do you want to chat really. about it? Mm, yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit, I suppose. Because, yeah, you've obviously went over for the F1. Yeah. But then you're hanging around because you're trying to set up a bit more of like a base over there yeah, to do yeah. more podcast. Because obviously you've got the studios everywhere. You're just kind of growing that side yeah, of things. Yeah. So right now you're trying to get a studio set up in Dubai and – yeah, you know, the gypsy factory. Yeah, so that's like the yeah. I've been working on it for a little while. There's like a couple of parts to the plan, I guess. Um, and yeah, so like I want to get back to America next year. Mm. So that's like a pretty pretty big goal. But I wanted sort of the halfway home. I want to have like a bit of a halfway home, like in mm. in the middle of the world. Um, and so that's going to be Dubai, and just kind of settled on. Like I can go there, get a cool warehouse. I want to build like a really good, I want to upgrade from this studio basically. Um, and then I want to have like some photography type of stuff. I want to be able to make different types of content, bike builds. Like I just, I want more space and better shit essentially. Um, and then, cause I figure like I can still use the, you know, the studios that I've kind of got, I can still make the same content, but just feels like being in a big city, a big hub, um, just so many more opportunities for more like mainstream people, but we don't really have to change the program too much now, if that makes sense. Mm. And then have a base there to like go to Europe to do more. I'd love to go to more downhill world cups. I'd love to go to more MotoGP races, more F1 stuff. And being here is just really, really fucking far away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which you yeah, would, I know. You yeah. know as good as anyone. Yeah. I guess that's the thing. Yeah. Basing yourself out of there. Cause then you can do more trips back and forth. Yeah. And it just becomes, yeah. it becomes easy. And I guess cause Dubai is such a diverse city of people. Like I met so many cool people there. Yeah. It's just like, I, it's, it's crazy. Cause I went to, um, I went to go Hong Kong and it yeah. just felt like kind of like Melbourne. Yeah. Like, Mount, like how, like it doesn't feel like you're in Asia at all. And it's just like, I'm sure Dubai would be similar to that. And I guess, because obviously you don't want to do like more UFC fighters, obviously F1. Yeah, like, like dude, the UFC's there a bunch of times. Mm. And to think about the, just the Middle East in general, like we're one of the bigger motorsports podcasts in the world. Mm. We should go to where the biggest motorsport stuff is. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, they've got three F1 races, F1 yeah. testing, they've got, three MotoGP races. So it's like just to be within an hour's flight of mm. so much stuff. Uh, and there's just such like a clear investment in motorsports mm. in the Middle East. And then I was just like, I feel like I'm going, I'll be going to a place and just walking towards the same goals. And I don't even need to know. I don't even need to be like intertwined with anyone. I don't need to be in bed with anyone. It's like, I just, I get there and all of our goals align. Yeah. So it's like if, if you're thinking win-win for people, mm. even if you're not in a fucking deal with them, like mm. it's still, I think that still leads you towards like positive shit. So mm. yeah, honestly pretty pretty excited to it, but about it. But yeah, I just, I haven't really spoke about it too much. But. Do you feel like this is kind of getting out of your comfort zone though? Like I feel like oh, right dude, now- Oh dude, it was crazy. <laughs> it was so hectic. Eh? But that's good though. That, that feeling of like, oh, I'm- I've been killing it. It's going the right direction, but like you don't want to coast. You want to be like, all right, let's 
let's jump back into it and let's do something which you kind of don't. Because I feel like if you go through life and you know the result, what's the point in doing it? Yeah. Like even if it's a good result, if you kind of can see it coming, like I I looked at like certain races sometimes I'd go to and like I could see the whole weekend play out. Yeah. And whether it was good or bad, it didn't really excite me. It's like yeah. I, could, I could just see, I talk to these people, I do this, I do that. I do yeah, that, and It just gets this repetition. It's yeah. like, man, that's why I try and kind of like put myself out in random places completely by myself because I'm like, I have no idea yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. You kind of just roll in the dice with like your destiny of where you're going to end up. And then it's like one plus one equals two. So it's like that plus I'm a good person equals mm. whatever it's going to equal. You yeah. know? Or And then it's like that plus shit person equals whatever it's going to equal. So it's like, you're lucky you're a good person. <laughs> so like you go and you meet these people and, and like good things start yeah. to happen to you as a result of it, you know? Well, I was going to ask you, cause I remember the first time we talked, I mentioned luck and you said you like don't really believe in luck. And then we talked like two or three podcasts later and it's all luck. And you were just like, I see the luck thing there. Like, yeah. I kind of get, I get what you mean. And like, I think luck's, what is it? When hard work meets opportunity. Yeah. But it's like you're building your own luck, but at a certain point you are like some shit just happens where you're like, I'm a good person and that makes more luck. Yeah. But still, yeah, luck, is, luck yeah. is luck kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that, you know, even to go back to what we were saying about the, like your thoughts, you just, your thought in that sense, it's just luck. Like what you get is pure mm. luck because you don't like letting go. It's well, letting you don't know what your next thought's going to be. Mm. So it's like, if it's a good one, that's good luck. If mm. it's a bad one, that's bad luck. Like mm. literally everything is just luck and and i think that that's the secret of living a good life is understanding that it's Mm. all just luck and then doing whatever you can whatever you can to influence good luck and then that's what's called karma it's like you just put good out into the world you could be the best fucking person in the world and get creamed by a bus yeah that's just like bad Luck, luck yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's not like just being the best person means you're going to have the best life, but mm. you're just fucking up, up in your averages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Because it's like you got no control over what's going to happen, but you can control these tiny few things. And then those tiny few things may influence other things out in the environment mm. that could potentially give you more luck. Like mm. that's literally the, the fucking game yeah. we're all playing. And it's so nice. I feel like walking through life with lots of luck. Like you've obviously got like, like I said with you where I've ended up now, like yeah. I just feel super lucky, but it's just like, I'm like, are you lucky because you're really nice to one of your mates? And then it's like, oh, you can come stay with me. I'm like, that is luck that it happened. But at the same time, it's like you create that yeah. by doing yeah. stuff. Yeah. And like, dude, you flow through life so much smoother, like being rich in people and yeah. like feeling lucky in that sense. Like you're so much more wealthy than if you've got money. Like my, one of my mates met a guy the other day. He's got a heap of money. He has like a massive house here. And I think because uh, what, what my mate got from being there is like he just needs connections with people. Like he mm. could tell like he was almost like it's it's like – Like starved for it. Yeah, yeah. Like needs connection with people more so than money. But it's so funny how like people draw themselves to this money. I'm like, yeah, you got a big house. And I'm like, but are you lucky if you're not actually happy? Like you're missing the thing that you need. Mm. So it's like in that point it's like – and real connection with good people is going to be way more valuable than having a million dollars in the bank. Well, I always just, dude, Sam's literally rich because he's nice to people. Yeah. Like he's the example of anybody like. This is Sam Moore as well. Yeah, Sam Moore. Like if you want to make it in life, 
just be as nice to people as Sam is to people. Mm. And you will 100% your life, like you will end up rich unless you have terrible, terrible luck. And mm. Sam has had some terrible, terrible luck mm. and still fucking rich. Mm. So, and he's rich in people and he's rich in money and he's just fucking rich in general. Mm. And it's because he is an unfucking believable person. And he's like, He's so over the top giving to people mm. that it's like a burden to his life in, you know, in some senses. Yeah. And then with, I look at me, like, I feel like I'm a good person, but I'm nowhere near on like Sam's fucking level of just like everyday grassroots, like mm. generosity. And, you know, so it's like, I look at the good luck that he's had business wise that's mm. led him to be an extremely successful business person. Mm. Not, well, he's got charisma and he's got like, yeah. Like dude, he's got, energy. Yeah. And he's good and to people, people. And people are attracted to that. Fucking really oath, bro. To that. Dude, like, yeah. The, the, I mean, it's like more his stories to tell, but like literally there's like million dollar decisions that have been made by people that are like in his benefit mm. purely because he has no ulterior motives. He was just literally for years. Mm was just this incredibly good person mm. to these people. And then there's an opportunity that comes bang yeah. and it, and it pays. And he's also the example of never like trying to fabricate that no. either, you know, cause it's like, you can't have this if you, if it's fabricated mm. and he's like, that's why I think he's the ultimate example because none of it's fabricated. So it's like, yeah, I just think to, you know, to your point, like if you want to get good luck, just be a, fucking really really good person and mm. do it for genuine reasons i think people would struggle with that's probably the part that people would struggle with though you know is like and it's doing like, it without a thought of of return or not that, being bummed out when you do something nice for someone and then they don't fucking do it back yeah. for you like someone could listen to this and be like oh i'm gonna just do something super super nice go over the out of your way, do something over the top person mm. doesn't reciprocate. And you're like, fuck that cunt. Yeah. Like, you know? I, got, I got not stuck kind of to, not to that degree, but stuck in that thought process of like, I want to do stuff for everyone, but I would ex not expect the same return, but at least some return and I wouldn't get it. And that's then, not real given. And then I would, yeah, that's why I'd be like that. If you're going to do something for someone, it's going to be unconditional. Yeah. And then I started going down that path and honestly, I stopped doing stuff for a lot of people, but I was like, I, but that was that was still okay. Like yeah. they didn't. It wasn't like I was doing stuff for people that expected it. Yeah. But I was just that person that I wanted to do because I wanted honestly for a long time and I wanted everyone to like me. I was like I'm. I want to be that. I want to be a good person. I want to be liked. Yeah. yeah. And then I kind of started getting to the point where I was like, not everyone has to like me, and that doesn't matter. Once I yeah. kind of let that down as a like a driving factor to be like, like I want to be a good pe person so everyone likes me. It's like I just want to be a good person because being a good person feels good. That's another thing. Like I do do a lot of good stuff because it feels good for me. Yeah. And that's like a driving factor. It's like the whole like give someone $10, I get $100 back kind of yeah. mentality. So it's like it is selfish in that sense, but it's to the point where like if you actually are helping someone, like it should feel good. Yeah. It should be a good feeling. I think that's why Sam would get that massively. And if you can do that on such a broad scale, it's like feeding that, I don't know what you'd call it, like feeding your, yourself in that sense of like yeah. good energy or feeling well, good. Well, dude, and that's kind of the thing with Sam where I think that, like he almost does it to a detriment. Like sometimes it's like a character flaw. Because <laughs> he's got to, he physically has to almost. I don't it. even, like sometimes, yeah, it's like, I, yeah, I don't, I literally don't know what his like drive, but that's literally him. And I think that's why, that's why he's ended up with so much more 
than what maybe he would have ever expected in his life in a sense. I don't know if that, if that makes sense where it's like, cause there's probably where he's like off himself at times for like how good he is to yeah. people, you know? Mm. Uh, but he almost like, he just you like can't help at, himself. Yeah. You leave yourself at such a high standard. I think you can get caught up in that as well. If you're not to that, cause I've got a friend and he's high energy all the time and like, like kind of like similar to Sam and but he tells me he gets anxious sometimes because he like if he doesn't feel like he can live up to that, yeah. I guess persona that he's created within himself that he feels like he's like so he'll just won't go to things and won't yeah. do things because he's like oh I'm like I, I feel fine but I don't feel like that high of energy and that's yeah. when people are gonna be like oh why isn't he like and then you start living in their reality of like what they think you are when yeah. you're like you can be anything and it doesn't matter yeah but yeah you so say you can get stuck in that that thought process i guess yeah i used to be like that a lot like that was always my big insecurity as a kid was that i just talked too much yeah you know but then and then yeah i did like i did mushrooms the first time and that was like the big thing that i kind of took away from it because i just literally couldn't fucking talk like i was in a group of people and i was just mute for the Mm. first time in my life and i like had to feel so fucking awkward and uncomfortable Mm. like and then i got to kind of inspect what it was and it was almost that I felt like a compulsion to make sure everyone was having a good time. Mm. I wanted to like be, make sure the vibe was good. I never wanted the combo to fall flat. I never yeah. wanted people to like not just be sitting there with like staring at each other with nothing to do. Mm. So then it ended up actually like making me not feel so bad about it because mm. that actually seems like it's coming from a genuine place. I thought again, it was just, it was just like ego. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean that those, that's what I think that. Why do you think that was? Because obviously you've turned that now into a job where like your job is to, to speak, but why, yeah. like, was there a reason that you thought you had always had to keep the vibe going? Was there something that happened or you just, that was just your mentality was just like, I've got to be like the. I think that I was, I had, um, I had a lot of like, so I didn't have many kids that were friends my age until I was in like high school. Like I didn't really hang out with, any kids in primary school at all. It was my parents and their friends. Mm. So like my, my parents were pretty young. Like they were like, mum was early. I think she was like 21 when she had me. Mm. So like for the first, I think, I think it was like, yeah, maybe like the first five or six years of my life. Like I'd literally just spent every single weekend at like the track because dad was still racing or camping or whatever. And it was just all around like these older sort of. So you're just talking all the time. Yeah. And they just like, I always was just having adult conversations because I just didn't have like kids to Mm. be around. And then I think I just like, yeah, I just would always for as long as I can remember, I would just fucking talk to anyone for like the entire time that I was with them. It's crazy the amount of like, like how you are such a sponge when you're younger like that. And what happens in the first, like, I don't know, five years to 10 years, whatever, like how much that will impact your future. Like so many things. I mean, like not, not like obviously that's not a trauma, but so many like, yeah, it's just like a way you grew up, way you grew up, but yeah, yeah, it can affect you in certain ways. Like I try to unpack when I was with Cooper Chapman the other day, like why he's big mental health push was like, why he's why like, did he deal with it? Is it something he dealt with or something else? And he viewed it like in his dad and then how his mum reacted to it. Mm. And like, that's the thing that stuck with him and why he wants to do it now. And I guess with you, like, different kind of situation but just from talking to these people it put yeah. you in the mindset of like i'm wanting to keep talking and then to link that into a podcast is just like oh well, that works kind of well, thing. That, and that's the thing like anyone that knows has known me for my whole life like oh yeah you should definitely 
you yeah, should like knew. definitely yeah. do this, yeah. you know? Um, and even like when I was like Jeremy from Red Bull is still one of my best mates. And he was telling me, we, we started listening to Rogan together in like 2013 or four, like way at the start. Mm. And it was like literally me and him. He was the only person that I knew that listened to him. And we would talk about it constantly. And he always said from there, he's like, you have to do this. Like you're actually mm. fucking insanely good mm. at this. Like we do it all the time. Like we'd, we'd land from a flight, get in a rental car and have three hours to drive to a track mm. to film or to do whatever. And me and him could literally sit there and like, just this keep track. the combo going for, for like three hours. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, so anyone that knows me from back as a kid, like they know, but it was also there, there was a source of like anxiety there though, because I would get picked on by like all my dad's mates and, and, you know, like then the kids at school, like, oh, you fucking talk too much. You talk too, righto, mate. Mm. No, no, stop talking now. You know, and I thought I was like doing a good thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's where that insecurity came. There was a little trauma built into that. Oh, for there. sure. There's yeah. Be something put into well, because it, it was so extreme. Yeah. Like I was extreme with it, man. Like I could literally sit and talk for like as long as you piss a lot of people off. Oh yeah. Dude, imagine that's why my fucking dad would have just been like, this kid is so fucking cool. I can imagine like if a young kid came up to me and just wouldn't stop, you'd be like, all right. Yeah. Just fucking (laughs) clip clip, clip it, bro. But (laughs) yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, that's like good chat. What were you talking about back then? Well, so I was like, dude, I was, I was the biggest fucking nerd bro like i would Fit read what like just just books just like anything. i just read i i used to i was fucking telling out of the other day uh we went to like the wildlife sanctuary and i like knew all the birds like technical <laughs> names because <laughs> i used to read like bird watching books and shit. like really? i was just a fucking crazy nerd bro so i just just talk about all the shit i used to fucking read in books and docos that i'd watch yeah so i was just cool yeah yeah do you reckon that was kind of based off like you said you didn't have that many like um kids your age when you were younger like well you i couldn't just i just couldn't relate to them yeah, because I'd spent my ahead. whole life talking yeah. to adults about shit, and mm. a lot of the dad's friends were cops. So <laughs> talking like, about crime, oh, and shit yeah, at like dude. eleven, yeah, How old yeah, were you, like eleven. Like no, like this would have been eight? from when I was no, like three, two, three. <laughs> what are you? Yeah, like just uh, all my parents. <laughs> oh, yeah, all dude. I saw some crazy shit up there, but all we used to do was go to like my dad would go to races, and then go camping and fishing and shit. So I'd be like, I'd be, yeah, six, seven, sitting on boat with grown men for fucking days, man. I did like know everything about, like, just knew everything. Was Maddie, about. was Maddie there with you? Yeah. Once Maddie grew up, he was there as, as well. well. Yeah. yeah. So we, dude, we used to just, and cause mum and dad were young, they didn't have that many f- kid, like yeah, friends yeah, with, you, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we just we grew up in like the weirdest fucking way. True, I never even thought about that. It's like obviously your friends are the people that you'd be around when you've got kids, but everyone has kids around that. Well, like you'd age. be you'll be around my kids. Like imagine you know four or five years time, I got like a three year old kid, yeah. and then yeah, just talking to Uncle Dean or yeah. Sam or like you end up. Yeah, that's your yeah. You fully end up being if if you've got parents that are like that. Mm. You know, my parents took us everywhere mm. you know we never 
when yeah, I just I always just remember doing every yeah, everything that same. that my parents did. So yeah, and so I guess some kids don't talk as much to the adults, but I was just one of those kids. Like if there was a kids' room, like a kids' playroom, then I would be sitting at the couch with the adults. Yeah, you'd be chilling with them. It's crazy how that whole like who you who you are around at that age and how like much impact that can have on you. Oh, dude, it's it's fucking insane. Your phone's going off somewhere. Um, yeah, no, that, that shit is, yeah. Like that's the thing that I remember the most about my childhood. That's where all that kind of started. It's really, cause I, when you're saying you went everywhere with your parents, we we're the same. So dad sold sawmills and we traveled around the world, but as like, as a kid, like, and I don't think like even now, like you ne- you're never going to truly know how much that like impacted adva- you yeah, impacted and advanced yeah. your like, I guess, grasp on the world and culture and everything. Because I feel like I'm very open, accepting, like kind of like blending everywhere. Yeah, but yeah. I think that was from traveling to America, Brazil, like all these different places, Fiji, yeah. like all this stuff as a kid. Yeah. And you don't realize the value in that. And like, fuck traveling with kids as well. Like I couldn't, like I well, I would do that 100% now because I see the value. But it's also, that's that wasn't wouldn't have been easy. Crazy commitment. Wouldn't have been easy at all. Well, for, for us, like I went on a plane once when I was maybe seven or eight. Yeah. And then I didn't go on a plane again until I was 18. And that's when you went to America? To- no, nah, that's when I went to Melbourne to work for the oh, just magazine. The, the, yeah. yeah. So, um, but I mean, that's, if you look now at all the content, like we just go on mad road trips. Yeah. This is all we fucking did. We, I was never on a plane. So it's like that, you know, how comfortable you are traveling. Mm. I'm still just as I'm comfortable to get in a car and go yeah. to Cape York and back you know, 5,000 Ks in fucking two weeks or Manji and back in. It's just normal, yeah. Yeah, because that I, just how we grew up. Like mm-hmm. I don't have any weirdness around it's that. It's funny, hey, I feel like I feel oddly comfortable when I'm in an airport in a random place in the world by myself. Yeah. I feel like yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like this weird like I'm excited because I'm going somewhere and I don't know what's going to happen and just being like alone but surrounded by people. It's just this weird yeah. feel like I was when I went to um, Ukraine to Chernobyl. I remember I was in the airport at like three. That's in the right. Morning. You went there by yourself. I went there by myself. Yeah, but I just remember being in this place. I'm like kind of like what's going to happen? Like so I don't know. I feel I remember like being there. And I was like this is so exciting because it's so like out. I don't know just the unknown of it all and just being by myself in this random airport and there's like. Yeah, it was. It's just like I don't know why, but I'm so attracted to that yeah. lifestyle. But I guess that all kind of sprouted from like as a kid traveling and yeah. being in that environment. But yeah, yeah, air, yeah, just weird. It's a weird. Do you get that when you kind of like you're traveling when you're in an airport, like going somewhere, you get that like anxious, like oh, how's this? Especially to a new place, or um, less a new place. Now, if I go to the same one, it's kind of you know how it's going to play out. But just a random country, you're like it's just everything's so fresh and new. You're kind of like, oh, this is. Uh, I, I reckon I get that feeling more at night. Like really I reckon that's that when, I, when I'm just like chilling and then I think that's when the whole gravity of like the situation that you find yourself in, that's when it always hits me is at night. True. Yeah. Do you, cause we talked about this before, you know how you um, go on the float t- because you've done it a few times now. How have you, can you feel like you go to that same place as what you're talking about there? Well, so I've had, that's probably one of the craziest meditation experiences <clears throat> that I've ever had was in a float tank. So shout out to freedom float in Burley, but I went in there like completely sober and then I didn't have any guided meditation on. I was just very committed Mm. to like keeping my mind in that kind of place because I think there's definitely like a level of effort you can put in with Mm. meditation. Like that's one of the the 
weird things about it is that, yeah, it's definitely like a, it's work to do it properly, which mm. is kind of antithetical to yeah, the, the whole, whole idea, philosophy. Whole you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. You do nothing, but yeah, yeah. Get, like putting focus into something still takes effort. Yeah. And there, and there is like, there's a, yeah, there's a commitment that you've got to make, I think, at least for me anyway. So yeah, I was just for whatever reason, I was like, no, nah, I'm fucking committed. I'm in here. It was sort of that time thing. Like I've taken the time mm. to be in here. I could lay in here for an hour and just like let my mind go wild and indulge in all of the mm. thoughts and the plans and the, I'm going to buy this warehouse in Dubai and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And mm. like that, cause that's it's funny you say it like that. Cause like indulge in it. Like you actually like, dude, that's my big, that's my that's guilty it. pleasure, bro. Yeah. You can just, cause yeah, that's, it's, I like binge my own thoughts. Yeah. Looking at it like that's so funny. You're putting effort into meditation to take away from something you want. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which is being thought. That's what, yeah. I've never looked at it that way. Dude, when I'm, that's, I'm not a very negative person, I don't think. Like, I think mm. quite positively most of the time. But you're still thinking a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, but I'm thinking like a fucking, th- like a sex addict would think about sex, you know. I'm like thinking about... Uh, Bus- business. Indul- yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and it's all, um, it's it's good, but you can, it's like, it's good, but it's not good because there's a level of like emptiness to everything that I want if I'm putting my happiness there, mm. if that makes sense. Mm. So it's like, it's yes, it's positive to think positive and it's good mm. to think positive and it's good. So in my case, it's like, I'm thinking about the, the warehouse I want to build. I'm thinking about the studio that I want to build. I'm thinking about how like the feeling of being like dialed into my lifestyle. I'm thinking about mm. the fact that I'm going to be able to write, like there's all the, which is they're good. Do you feel positive. like you're putting happiness in the future instead of being in it right now? Well, yeah, that's the danger. Yeah. So there's like a, there's like a logistical and again, it's just diminishing returns. Like <laughs> everything is just like, all right, at what point is this now giving me a, a net negative? Yeah. But yeah, it's like you can, the moment that you're in can suck, which like they, I definitely went through like probably two weeks of like gnarly anxiety, gnarly self doubt and really not on the path of having those moments where I'm like seeing through the ego in that sense, you know? So it's like anytime where I'm, I'm in that mode and then I'm like indulging in that, Mm. then that's when it starts to lead to negatives because you're, you're out of the moment and then the self doubt creeps in. And and if you're in that state of just like indulging in those thoughts that you're having, Mm. when they turn dark, like you're still Mm. indulging in it, in a, in a sense, um, so yeah, I think that, and again, that's like a thing that you've just, that you learn about and you watch for in a sense. So you can like, maybe you'll notice that when you are kind of indulging in like the, yeah, the good off, thoughts yeah. about like where you want your life to be, because I do that all the time when I've been laying in bed and I'm just like, I want to go to sleep. But then I was like, Oh, I get oh but I could think oh, about yeah, how dude. dope I am. No, but just like <laughs> when you start to put your feet, like start to walk in the right direction, yeah. you just want to look at your next step kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like yeah. I'm going to land on here and there and there. And yeah. it's like you say, it's positive. It's so positive, but it's like, all right, we need to go sleep now. We need to like chill. 100%. We need bro. to relax. We yeah. need to be like, it's it's going to come when it comes. Like be yeah. happy right now just yeah. being in bed. Like it's just. And just, you know, the, like you said, the, the sensations, like the, just go back to just nothing. And mm. just feel the raw sensations of like being alive right now, like yeah. breathing the air, like feeling it. You take like, a deep breath, you just go, oh, yeah. It's, and you're like, oh, man, like I feel I'm good. living. Yeah, yeah. I feel good. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, 
but yeah, so like that's the, and that's, is the ego. Like even if it's positive and even if it's good and even like you're still, you're still striving mm. and you're still, if you, by definition, if you're striving for something, then you're, you're essentially like creating a duality between happy, unhappy. Mm. So like even by wanting more than what you've got in the current moment, you're then qualifying the current yeah. moment as not good enough. Yeah. So very like be careful, you know? Yeah. So that's my, that's my thing that I'm always trying to be super careful of. But, but yeah, I guess to go back to the float tank thing, it was like, um, yeah, I, I probably spent like 20 minutes of really trying to, and for me, it's breathing. What float was this? Like how many times have you done it to this point? Probably like a handful. Yeah. yeah. That's what I always tell people. Don't just go once and write it off because it's like meditation. It takes time. Nah, yeah, it takes yeah. time. Yeah. I was, my second one honestly was like, like really the first good. one sucked. I just bumped around. I was like, this is stupid. Why am I in here? Yeah. My coach convinced me to go in again. Second one, I felt like I had 10 Red Bulls. I came out with so much energy. Like I was like bouncing and I was like, oh. and then from that moment, I was like, I was converted. Yeah. It's like holy water. It's like, I blessed you. And like after that, biggest advocate. Oh, biggest dude. Advocate. I, I should do it more than what I do to be honest. But, um, but yeah, I had like, I reckon 25 minutes of just like really trying to zone in, got lost and, and thought a few times. And then the tank just started like literally, it was like, you might be able to relate to this, but it's like, you can see the edge of the blackness mm. basically. So it's like, you're in this tank There's stuff there. Like I see like shapes and like, yeah. it's, it's like when, yeah, it's just like, it does, honestly, it feels like a weird different universe. You kind of, yeah. you're like you're in space. Yeah. There's stuff yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you don't even realize, but your body's fully asleep at this point. Yeah. Like that's when you get the twitch and you'll come back sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. like you're just lucid dreaming yeah. and you don't even know you're asleep. You're just in this state. And then the like lights come on. It's like, it's been an hour. And you yeah. feel like it's been five minutes. Well this, so I, I ended up the, it felt like I could see the edge the whole time. Yeah. So it's like my, my eyes were open, but it was pitch black, but I felt like I could see where the walls were. Mm. I could feel, I could feel, feel yeah. what I was in. There was like, there was still a me there to feel that mm. if that makes sense. And then it just started expanding. So like the, the black just started to get bigger and more open. I couldn't feel the walls anymore. And then everything just expanded. And it just, I just was like, kind of had a bit of a realization like, oh, you're in, like you've, you're in a special place now. Like yeah. you, you don't get here very often. Mm. And That's then I, cool you're aware of that while you're in it. Cause I've done that before when you're in it and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm in it. Like you yeah. kind of view it, but you still yeah, it's like being asleep and knowing – it's like being in your dream pretty much. Yeah, it's like lucid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're actually awake in your dream. Yeah, and that's something I've, I've lucid – had crazy lucid dreams my whole life. So really? I think that's probably something that – Adds to it. Yeah, like there's probably – that's probably something that sucked me more into meditation as well. Yeah, I get you. Because I'd had like my whole life of these lucid dreaming and not like night terror experiences. Um, but yeah, the tank literally just expanded for like 40 minutes, dude. And then I just stayed, I just stayed there and it was fucking crazy. Like I just felt like me, like I was just expanding and expand at one, like couldn't tell you how big, you know, it yeah. just, I was gone just and it infinite, was infinite. just from breathing and staying mm. like focused to a sense mm. to a point where I, then I didn't have to stay focused at all. And I was just, just in, in somewhere yeah. like in this crazy place. And then probably with like a couple of, yeah, a couple minutes to go, I sort of like kind of lost it a bit, started mm. like thinking about it. Mm. 
Mm. It was almost like I felt like I'd been there enough in like a weird yeah, way too. Like, like yeah. I was like, you're oh, content with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then yeah, I just come back and I was like, fuck. Like, and this was a couple. This would have been like over, maybe like a couple years ago, man. Mm. So like, and then that was, then I think that's just. I think this is why people like doing psychedelics because it's almost like you, you're like, oh yeah, I've seen that other place. Like I know it's there yeah. and I know it's in my brain, like whatever the fuck's going on. Mm. It's like, it's accessible and I've seen it before mm. and it leaves like a bit of a, almost like a residue. Like it just sort of sticks around. Like it, it, the impact stays with you. And mm. that, that did that for me. Mm. That's funny. Like even when you talk there, like about, I guess, um, like the psychedelics it's almost like people want to go to that place but without putting the work in yeah yeah so it's like if you can put the work in and do the reps mentally and then you go into a situation like that situation like that it's like you just you get what you're chasing anyway yeah i guess i guess like most drugs like that they're just they're literally just a shortcut to happiness mm. but with the obviously the negative impact yeah but then they they don't give you it's not the same it's not the same because it's all about the context and and like for me that's what i mean about it's almost like when you've realized something enough, you don't need to realize it anymore. You can just like, just is mm. what it is. And I think that's what you're chasing with it. So it's like when it comes to the meditation thing, it's like, I'm not, I don't really care to have that experience all the time. Like that's not the point. The yeah. point is just to, you've seen the thing enough times to, mm. that you can just live your life. Like you take the good lessons from it and then you just like live your life from there and then that's the bit that feels good. Mm. Like it feels good when you just are doing it to the point where it's just affected how you think about your life. Mm. I think that's the thing with meditation. You're not doing it for like a reason. You're like, I'm going to meditate because I want this. Yeah, yeah. I think once you go into it with that mindset, you're kind of already tainting what you're going to get out of it. Well, if you go into it with like no thoughts kind of thing. Well, so I think people think that it's like – I think people think it's almost like getting high in a sense to where it's like if you meditate in the morning for 10 minutes, you get a meditation high mm. that then slowly wears off by the time you go to sleep and then you don't need the meditation high when you sleep, but mm. then you get up and then you get your meditation high again and then you, then it like lasts all day. It's like this slow, it's like a slow release Adderall, but for mindfulness, yeah. you know, I think that's what people think they're like getting from it. Yeah. Um, and I, maybe it sort of has that, quality in a sense and then people think that if they're not getting high from it or they're not getting that those feelings from it that it's not working mm. but it's like you shouldn't be wanting that's not how it works i feel like you meditate and that's more like a gym session than like you get high on it and then it stays with you mm. it's like a gym session where you're like slowly building that muscle mm. and then the more you build that muscle the more of freely available strength will be with you mm. in your daily life. Mm. So you're just trying to be, you're not trying to be strong at the gym. Mm. You're going to the gym so that you're strong for all the rest yeah, of yeah. your life. And yeah. then you don't need to think about picking up something heavy yeah. because you're already strong. You, you just, just do it. You yeah. just pick it up. Yeah. You know, Have you heard the thing. I really like this. It's like, you should meditate for an hour a day unless you're really busy. And then you should meditate for two hours a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, <laughs> good luck. Yeah, but I, yeah, I just find that funny. It's like, yeah, you're meditating for the rest yeah. of life, but you're not really. Yeah. You shouldn't put such a big emphasis on like, I need to do this, and then if you do it and doesn't get the result you think you should, yeah. then looking at it as a negative. Yeah, and then counterproductive, like, really. Yeah, and then practical, like actual practical advice is, I have a couple of moments where I've like almost bookmarked them as moments in my life where I've like got to be 
mindful. Mm. It's like, oh, this is one of my places. One of them's where when I'm walking up the back stairs of my apartment, you know, at the back of yeah, mine. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then you can see the, the dam- like the lake mm. over the other side. Mm. That's where, like the sunsets there. So whenever I'm like coming up the stairs after work, it'll, it's kind of around sunset and the sunset's always there. So then that's like one place where I'm like, even if it's just for a second, just try and see mm. that, you know, like just try and have that feeling for one second, then just walk into the house. And so it's just like little moments like that moments in the shower. Cause like the shower is the place where people could recognize the most where they're fully lost in thought, where they're like on, on autopilot, but just like mm. indulging in whatever, Mm. train because it's such a routine thing Mm. like you could have a shower with your eyes closed if it's the same shower that you use every day you know Mm. so just like set up these little spots other ones making coffee in the morning Mm. i try and like not have that thoughts going because like by the time already by the time i'm making a coffee i'm like right i gotta dm this person i gotta reply to this Mm. i gotta do this i'm gonna make sure this guest is fucking Mm. got what content's going out or how the videos do the it's just mm. like I'm just fucking valve bouncing. Mm. So it's like. It needs to be like your time to like. Yeah. And then that's a trigger. I'm like, oh, notice that that's the way that you think there. Then look at those thoughts. Look at where they came from. Look at the, mm. have the insight. And then you can just kind of, you have that moment. Then it just goes away and then you get back on your merry day. It's crazy how tricky that is. Cause it's like, especially with building like a business that is so pushed through social media, like with my obviously athlete page or podcast, it's like the more like you feel like you let yourself off the hook with being on your phone so often because you're like, it's got got a good purpose. Yeah. But then you just, again, it pulls you out of what we're talking about here. Just diminishing returns. Exactly. You just got to go straight back to diminishing returns. It's such a balance though. Like I'm every time, okay. Like I remember you talking about this when you're like, business is going good, but rest of my life isn't going good. Or like life's going really good. Business isn't kind of going good. It's like that sense of like where you get that balancing act to make both of them run at a point where you're still happy and the business is growing. Yeah. And that's like, that's a tricky thing to do, especially when we're like, you push so much of like getting away from your phone or social media, but then building a business that is directly linked to social media. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where, um, I think that's where like the why comes in. Like, why are you doing it? Mm. Like, what do you genuinely get out of this thing? You know, and I think that that's when, and then that's when you've got to fall in love with like the, almost like you've got to fall in love with the process mm. or whatever process you're in. Mm. You've got to like fully be in on that process. And then I feel like you don't get as steered away from it, if that makes sense. No, I, I fully agree with that. When you're actually doing something for just the sake of wanting to do that. Thing, yeah, yeah the result doesn't matter as much. Yeah. And that's a thing personally with racing that I looked at was like, you'd have a shit race and everything looked pointless. Yeah. I'm like, man, you're like, you got fit, you got healthy, you're around good people. You get these cool opportunities. You're traveling all this shit, just like wiped it because yeah. of like a bad result. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you put all your happiness or like your fulfillment in that small incident on a weekend of like getting a, something like mechanical or flat or just not riding yeah. to your full ability. But it's like, look at all the, like even coming up here, man, that's why I'm, I'm so happy to be here. Cause I'm like putting myself in things that I just enjoy it. Like I like, yeah. enjoy going to a gym and suffering with other people and like pushing myself. I enjoy going a to a bunch gym. of hot fucking, <laughs> it's not a bad gym. It's um, unbelievable. But it's like, you go to these places. I'm like, I just enjoy doing that anyway. So it's like, if you enjoy the grind and putting yourself in those situations, it doesn't matter what you get at the end and because it doesn't in your head, it doesn't really matter. Like it means everything, but it still doesn't matter yeah, in a yeah, way. Yeah. It's like, if I do well or don't do well, I'm still going to be happy with what I've done to get here. 
So if you do that, it's like you don't ever lose really. Yeah, and, and I think that – so this is where – this is the balance that I try and have in terms of when we talked about like indulging in your thinking. I always try and have enough of a goal in front of me that I can always justify like uh, – not getting the best views, not making the most money, not, you know what I mean? Like the small losses. Mm. So it's like, there's, you know, probably six ways that the podcast can earn money. And on every single month, like I'm probably putting the most amount of effort into like two of those things. And then it might switch the next month. And then in my personal life, there's like all these other things that I'm like, again, it's like these verticals that you've got. Am I sleeping enough? Am I doing enough exercise? Am I riding bikes? Am I doing jujitsu? And am I hanging with my chick? Like there's all those, the, all of those, um, these like variables that I'm trying to like keep, you know, mm. consistent, but you're just never going to nail all those things. Or at least like I have not figured out a way mm. to nail all those things. And like, that can be kind of demoralizing <laughs> on like a daily fucking basis when you just like realize all of your shortcomings. But it's like that's the one place where I'll go back to that positive thinking because I feel like, oh, yeah, I didn't put out as many podcasts as I wanted this year. But, like, in reality, I've had this whole Dubai thing in the background mm. and it's just been taking so much of my attention. And then I've got staff that I'm trying to give more responsibility. And then mm. I've got, you know, I do have the Dubai thing coming up. I've, I do have potentially, like, hopefully we have a great new studio. So it's like... Mm. When you, and that's like a process when you understand that's a process. So it's like none of those things can, I can just click my fingers and make them happen. Like mm. I've got to be. And even if you could, you wouldn't enjoy it. No, nah, that's, nah. that's the biggest thing. It's like, as soon as it comes easy, you don't appreciate it. Yeah. Like, and it's. The it, process now is what's going to make it good. And it's always changing. Mm. It's all, it's just like a mirage. Like it just, it's like this yeah, shape shifting yeah. thing. Yeah. It's next. That you next, never kind of yeah. quite get there. You, you know? don't want to get there either. Well, and you can't get there. Yeah. It's in, yeah. So it's like, and when you know you can't, that you won't get there, you can't get there and it's always going to change. Then. You're like, okay, I've just got to love what it is. And what it is, is just a process. Mm. So it's like when you've got, you've got that bit of a goal or like you've got the direction of where you're going, it makes it okay to fail in the moment. Mm. And it's like, I don't know whether that sounds bad, but, or like maybe there's a way that you could take a bad. And again, there's like a balance there. You can't fail to where like you're going to fucking lose everything. Mm. But it's like, yeah, I didn't have my biggest month on downloads ever. I didn't make my most amount of money. I didn't get to as many jujitsu classes I wanted. Like I wasn't perfect this yeah. month, but it's like, it's all right. I'm, I'm still going that way. And like, mm. I feel like this, this, and this is going to help me in this like part of my life. So it's almost like, yeah, having that, those goals and like being future thinking in a sense can yeah. kind of like wash away your failures in the moment. Yeah. Because like if you're, I mean, at least for me, like if I'm really honest with myself, I'm just failing at every fucking, I'm, I'm failing at every though, like. In what sense though? Because it's like you're failing in some stuff, but then other stuff you're like, yeah, but, you're in the part of that grind again where you're like, I'm not winning in this, but I'm putting the building blocks to win later. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. You, you're like, if I looked at, my life in like a month block like last month didn't do as much jujitsu didn't make as much money as the month before didn't get as many views on mm. this platform well, in last month we did yeah. you know so last month we did insane with views didn't do as much jujitsu so it's like didn't read as many books mm. you know so there's always these metrics where i definitely didn't live up to the standard that i would have liked for my 
self, yeah. you know. But then guess what? I got another ch- chance next month. Yeah. I saw, um, so I'm doing another glove with fist. Yeah. Shout out Sammy again. Um, and I've got this idea for like a Rubik's cube kind of thing. Yeah. And I was like, you're saying there how like you're balancing everything. And I'll see if I've got this photo. But I, um, I saw this photo and it's like of a, of a Rubik's cube with everything. It's like kind of like your life is on it. Yeah. Imagine like each block of a Rubik's cube is like a part of your life. Yeah. 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 And like you shift it one way. And some like okay, there's a few more squares that have like lined up, so that yeah. side's a bit better. But this side's like all jumbled to fuck now. Yeah, and there's yeah. like jujitsu stuck with motocross or something, so that's gonna link. And you're constantly changing this Rubik's cube, trying to get everything yeah on the same side, which you probably can do. But man, that's a lot of twists and turns before you can get there. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, yeah. I mean, and I mean, sometimes like again, there's probably like a balance to be found with it as well. And maybe sometimes yeah. I'm like too hard on myself in that sense. So you zoom down the bottom as like, yeah. kind of that whole thing is like you set your life up. So it's just all the different activities, just random shit. But it's like that obviously makes up, would make up your entire life. And it's like how you twist that to make yeah. it try and line up is it's super cool. It's fucking tricky. I like that idea. Yeah. Ideas, man. You are. An ideas, I, man. I, I pride myself. I don't know where my brain goes sometimes, but like, Literally. Literally have no, no, <laughs> no idea. But I can like, I, I don't know, it's built in a way where it's come up with stuff like that. It's like, it's so good when I'm around people that cr- then, then create it. Create it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like even like my last um, girlfriend, Isabel, like she was really good because I would come up with ideas. She complimented what you she couldn't would, yeah, do. She yeah, she could create it. So I would put these ideas to her and she's like, where are you coming up with this shit? And I was like, I don't know. But she would then bring it out. And I can, I can like visualization's massive for me. And I, I get, do you do much of that with like you like planning something or seeing? Yeah, it? yeah. Like I, I feel like that's, yeah, that's probably one of the, I guess like, I don't know, things I, I can do easily for me. Like if it's a good idea and if I can see it, mm. that's pretty much all I need to just go. Have you like seen yourself in your studio in Dubai, like in the factory, like something like to that extent? Fuck, that one's been a hard one. <laughs> Like I can see it, but you're not, quite, still you're, not there, you're not in it. Nah, nah, no. Nah. Like I still feel like I've got a long way to go to make that happen. But yeah, I mean, that that one that actually it's a good question, bro. Because that actually is, I feel like I probably haven't even let myself do that as much yet because I've got so much. Situations. I've just got so much other shit. I feel like I need to do to like make it happen. Like still yeah. feels like kind of far away. If that makes sense. I've like, for me, dude, if I can put myself in that situation, it fuels me in. The yeah, now. yeah. Like I'll, yeah. like I, I've, ta- I've talked to it on your podcast before about like, I'll put myself in situations where like I'll physically be in this spot and I'll, I'll bring out so much emotion in that moment where it's like, you, it can, feels real. It feels real. It feels honestly like probably real than it would actually feel when it yeah. would occur. Cause that's yeah. happened in the past yeah. where I've like created a feeling through visualization and then lived the moment in person. And it was like a little bit less. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it's yeah. like, that is insane to me. Well, I feel like when I, the one of the gnarliest examples of that is, um, I actually had some crazy fucking examples of it, but the dream ride videos, mm. like that first dream ride, literally I watched that in my head before I made it. Yeah. Like exactly how it looks on fucking YouTube now. Like all, <laughs> because we designed all the jumps. We, mm. wait, actually, I'm going to piss before I tell this. Yeah, that's all good. Good, 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 uh, <laughs> good yeah. <laughs> um, just go again. Keep going. Yeah, I just left it running. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. edit them anymore, so I can give it to someone else. Oh, that's to cool. Do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So dream ride because I've like I knew the property, I knew where I wanted the jumps, I knew 
like kind of the the layout. That was literally one where I could like see in my head mm. before I even shot it. And mm. we ended up making the jumps that way. We like a lot of it ended up kind of going like that. And then the second one was pretty much the exact the exact same. And then I even had like this is probably one of like the weirdest ones, but I was I had my visa, my work visa, and then I lost my passport, which means that I lost my visa for the US. So I had to reapply, but I still had my whole life was over there and I had like bills. I ended up, I ended up like fucking, yeah, I had to buy a bunch of shit. So I ended up going back on a holiday visa for like two months. And then I was just super sketched out by it. There was like this one dude at customs that was at LAX that was like nice and smiling and like, he was just look like such a G and man, I would just visualize like fucking crazy that I would get that guy because he wasn't going to be like, oh, why are you on the fucking, you had a work visa, you lost it, now you're on this, you know, like it's just just questioning that I didn't want to. So I was like, he's the guy I need to get to. But then you've got like- (laughs) What did this guy look like? Just a nice kind of (laughs) American, like Navy SEAL kind of looking dude, you know? Go on in, come on. Yeah, and I've never seen one of those dudes smile. It was like Mm. dead ass in the morning, like that LA flight. Mm. And, uh, And then I- there was like a split lane and then a split lane. And then at every point, it's not like you could choose where you were going. There's like the person that yeah, tells yeah, you yeah, the yeah. line to go in. Yeah. And I ended up getting this motherfucker. And then I asked him about Sunday football and I was like, Oh, what did I miss? Like, cause I, it was like a Monday morning or mm. something like that, you know? And then he was like, Oh dude, the charges fuck. And I was like, Oh, are you from SD? And he's like, yeah, yeah, man. And then he just let me shade in. <laughs> and it was like, dude, I was fucking tripping, but uh, that was so, I did not think about moment. anything other than the exact interaction mm-hmm. I had with him. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know what I believe around that. Like that's probably more just good. That's well, good com- luck. That comes back to being a good guy. Hey? But, oh dude. I, yeah. I don't know. Just the fact that I got that dude was one of the, that was one of those moments where I'm like, you just got to believe, brother. <laughs> Go in. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, yeah, I think just be a good guy and it comes back. I was going to go back to when we were talking about Sammy and obviously with Fist and yeah. him starting that up um, and you starting up the podcast. And then we were chatting the other day about like Ned Brockman. Yeah. And obviously with Sammy's business, with your podcast, with pretty much anything you start, it's like you talk about before you put in all this work, you become a monk, you shut off from everything, you just go hard at something. And then as it grows, people see that, like, obviously once it starts exceeding, yeah. that's when people view it. Yeah. And like you were saying, it's like Ned Brockman is the perfect example oh, of that. Oh, dude, it's like for he sure. He run yeah. over halfway before anyone even picked yeah. up notice. And Can then- you imagine what he would have been going through? Mm. But that's what everyone that starts at something goes through. He just put that into a month. Yeah. But like it, it magnified it massively. But that's like you start off, no one really gives a shit. No, dude. No one And cares. they shouldn't give a shit. Yeah. Have <laughs> you given him no reason to yeah. care? Because you just, he, yeah, people don't like words. They like action. And, and even, and dude, and that's, the more that I've done the podcast, the more I've gotten away from being the kind of person that says I'm going to do things. Like that's mm-hmm. why I, mm-hmm. I haven't spoke about the Dubai thing. Mm-hmm. Like even until right when I went there and like I still didn't really talk about it, you know, because it's like I don't have a warehouse there yet. I don't have like, there's mm-hmm. a lot that needs to go down for that to happen you know and like i'm working on it mm. but i just don't really care to fucking say i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that like they're the people that just piss you off mm. the most you know and you like you rob something from yourself in a sense where if you tell people what you're gonna do 
and you like, you know, you const- A, it just looks like you're sort of bragging and, and full yeah. of shit. Yeah. But B, then you rob your own fulfillment at the finish line. Yeah. Like when you actually did this thing because you wanted the validate, like the validation that's attached to achieving a goal. You, you seek, you were seeking that mm. the whole time mm. and you were on like a drip feed of it, mm. you know? So like by the time you got the big hit and that's why I think when you were saying before, it doesn't even feel as good as the moment mm. in the actual moment. Cause I think a lot of times we've like ruined the moment by mm. like saying we're going to do it. And there's a sense where when I've looked back at that in my own life, where I almost wanted to say I was going to do things that were like really bold and ambitious to almost like lock myself into doing them. Well, it keeps you accountable, I guess, yeah, in yeah, that sense. Yeah. But I find like when But there's another level to that where you just do it for your own reasons. You don't need the validation through mm. the process mm. and then you just get it at, at the end, you know. Do you find like I guess when you like I'll think about something for months, months, possibly years, and like I I'm going over this in my head constantly. And then I'll come up with the decision. I, like the final step is telling someone, mm. but it's already, I'm going to do it. And I had a friend of mine, um, Sam Purdy. And I remember, I don't know, we were out somewhere and I said I was going to do something. And then literally, I think it was like, go to Tasmania and do like this fire twirling class thing. And I was just like, yeah, I think I'm going to do that. And then literally the next day. And then once you'd set it, once I said, yeah, then I just, but it was already like, I knew I was going to do it. Yeah. And then I got back from that trip and he's just like, one thing I noticed, man, as soon as you say you're going to do something, yeah. within the next couple of days, hours, minutes, whatever, you do it. Yeah. I was like, why else would you say it? Yeah. But I think it's the whole thing. It's like people want to brag about it. But the, but people obviously don't see in my mind or your mind that like- We've will, thought about this for a thought, long yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. There's time behind. Like you obviously don't see the iceberg underwater and that's yeah. obviously all the thought process that goes into it. Yeah. And then I, I think that there's, there's definitely an element too of like you're trying to read the room. Mm. on your idea mm. to where it's like, oh, is, is, is this a good idea? Like mm. that's basically you tell people your ideas and then you're just waiting for like, all right, now tell me if this is a good idea. Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely, there's people in my life that will know all my plans. Mm. Like Sammy's one of them. Maddie's one of them. Like there's a few, like Shane, there's mm. a few, there's a few boys where they, I tell them all my, like I just probably lay it on over the top, mm. but it's like, I'm doing that in a in a sense of like, righto, boys, what am I missing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, so is this, gonna, is this fucking stupid? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, then for the most part, it's like I don't want anyone else's, I don't want any validation after that. I don't want any, you know, mm. it's just like I don't want to tell other people. Mm. Then I just want to like kind of crack on with it. Because also people like you've got to be so careful who you tell things because no matter – what you say, they're going to somehow alter your view of what that thing is. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember when I first met my last girlfriend, she was from Tasmania, so didn't know any of my friends, completely separate friend circle, everything, like no one knew anything. And I didn't want to tell people about it because I thought like I was I was just so into it, so in love. I was like, this is perfect. And I knew as soon as I told someone else about her, no matter if it was a good or bad opinion, it would somehow alter my view of who that yeah, person was. Yeah, yeah. Cause how often do you start seeing, oh, for sure, you start seeing a girl and you're like, Oh, this is a girl I'm seeing. They'd be like, Oh, she's cute. But like, I don't like this or, or oh, she's amazing. She's so, no matter what it is, yeah, then yeah. you've got their opinion. I completely you're, agree. So I just kept it a secret. I just kept going to Tassie, not telling anyone. And I'd come back super happy. And everyone's like, what's going on with Dean? I was just like, I'm just having a good time. But I was like, when something's actually, re- it's like when you have a feeling or a thought or something, it's like when it's actually so good, it's like, 
that's yours. Mm. And don't bother trying to share that with someone because they're not going to understand it. And then like, it's like you said before, you can't explain a feeling. You can't explain it. You yeah. can only feel a feeling. Yeah. I watched a movie. I can't remember what it was, but there's someone like they asked about like a story they had and they're like, Oh no, that one's just for me. Yeah. And it's just like, I think we try and share so much of ourselves that we don't actually give ourselves the time to just be like, that's my experience and no one else gets that. Yeah. That's, yeah. I've never really thought of it like that. Cause you would obviously have an experience that's like, I've had a, like a few where it's like, I don't want to tell anyone about that. Cause just, and most of the time it's like when you're by yourself or yeah. someone, maybe just one other person, but it's like, that's just mine. That's no, you don't get that kind of yeah, thing. Cause yeah. as soon as, yeah. Cause you always have an opinion on that thing that would then alter what you feel about it. But yeah, I think it's just, yeah, stopping kind of just heaven though. <laughs> you can kind of look back and be like, yeah, that was a cool time. No one else, <laughs> Cause I guess it's hard as well, especially when you, this becomes a job cause you want to share so much of, yourself but then it's like and obviously you said before how like that will bring down walls personally for your like for the other person you're interviewing so yeah. i guess it's like you want to be open but it's like how much do you hold back and how much do you kind of like give out yeah that that's i just never want to i think i always think about that in terms of um oh, like i never want that to feel like gimmicky because mm. i think that there's a way there's a way that you could blow up in terms of like being an online personality and that's by like giving people so much of yourself that you become like this fascinating person mm. and I think that there's a lot of I especially watch this in like girl creators mm. so there's people like um like Lucy and Nikki or whatever um like them, but... they're like the we the wild ones they're super cool they crush it great podcast like but their whole brand is like really about their personal life and like sex life and, mm. and things like that. And it's like people find it super interesting and can get super sucked into it. Mm. But then uh, I also think that there's like a, it's not very sustainable. Mm. And then you end up in like that sort of like what you said, it's like a feedback loop of where like mm. you give them this, you get the response and then you want it. They want more of, it's kind of like the more only, of what works, yeah, you know. It's kind of like the OnlyFans kind of structure as well. Yeah, like yeah. Everyone's kind of got like, I don't like OnlyFans is more connection than pornography. I reckon it's for like, sure. That's, it is, it's, yeah. like, it's like everyone just wants a girlfriend online or a boyfriend online. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah, obviously, like the nudity and everything else that comes along with it is like a selling factor. But yeah, people just want friends, man. Fucking oath, dude. Like it's it's such a big like a bigger component than I think people would. Like give yeah. it give it credit for. Yeah, I think they just look like, oh it's just porn. I'm like, there's plenty of free porn on the internet that people yeah. go find. Yeah. It's like they want to talk to the person behind that screen. Oh, but for like, sure. But I just don't like how that would be healthy for like how that I don't see how that can be healthy. Because like imagine having that amount of attention yeah, well, on think, you and yeah. that like Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's a like sticky world to be get stuck in. And then you end up you get caught in that feedback loop so long of like you give people this in extremely personal stuff and then you gauge their response off it and then it changes the way that you give more and then you can do that for a long enough period of time to where like you don't really know who you are and then because you don't really know who you are you end up kind of like losing the connection that you originally had because it becomes obvious to the people that you're giving it to that they're now getting a thing from a person that doesn't know yeah who they are so it's like a weird like feedback sort of loop so i always just try and keep it at the level of like what's relevant to the conversation and use it as a way to like make the guest feel more comfortable in sharing mm. their own feelings and then sort of like leave it at that and like i'm pretty down to 
talk about a lot of my own uh, experiences, but it will mm. just be in like service of that yeah that thing if that makes sense well i get that it's like especially if you've gone through shit that then has like really opened your eyes and pull you out of something then that's going to obviously have a positive impact on what they've probably got to say yeah because honestly it, this is another thing because it's like your guests i feel like you get to a point now where it's like you want more like high level kind of guests but yeah. then it's just, again like you said before but they kind of know how to do a podcast but then also do you find sometimes like i'm really pushing now and i know i'm just starting off but it's like i want to talk to people that almost wouldn't be good at a podcast, but it's because yeah. they're not so known because yeah. how often do you hear a story out of someone that's like, they, they're not, they're not a storyteller. They're not an athlete. They're not any of those things, but they can actually have the best kind of story. Oh I guess. dude, for sure. So it's like, but do you find that's when you'd really have to like open up yourself because they're not just going to be kind of like camera podcast trained. Like that would really be a, yeah, I think I haven't even probably just haven't even really thought about it that much. Like I think at the moment, where you know where I'm saying like I'm not nailing it. I just think I'm not nailing it. <laughs> so it's like if there's like a specific style of like guest or person that but you, isn't coming on, it's like it's probably just because I'm not I just I'm not killing it to yeah. like have that, you know, I guess so in that sense it'd be like the probably like the business side of like mm. the shows I've got to do to make enough money to pay for the business. Cause it's like it just costs money to run mm. at this point. So it's like you'll sometimes just see like me making decisions that I guess are more being like I've been put in a position that I have to do certain styles. of. Mm. So like if I was best case scenario, didn't have to worry about any of the financial side of the business, didn't mm. have any of the editing, like any of the responsibilities on that side. And I could just sit down, focus on shows, do a show every day. I would just, de- I'd definitely have more, of those broad, kinds of people broad, on. Yes, yeah. yeah. But now I'm sort of like almost just pushed into a place where I've like yeah. got to do a certain, s- not style, yeah, I get what you're but saying. there's just, there's just boxes that have to be ticked. And those to me would be like the wants, not the needs. Yeah. If that makes and sense. People are savage, man. Like I'll post non-bike related content and straight away unfollow. Like as soon as I post, as soon as I post stuff that I'm no, like, no, fuck you. Yeah, literally, this I'll post something like traveling, like travel photo, mountains, something. It's like I think that's a cool photo. Yeah. I'm interested in photography. I think this is cool. It's like, nah, not a bike, see ya. And it's like, that's the level you're kind of at with it. And yeah, it's yeah. Pretty correct. Like you say, you're like you're not cornered into it, but you look at the growth of it. But it's just, I think sometimes just if you got because you remember who was the girl that worked under your studio or next to your studio and Katie she, Katie yeah and she went on like the, the super yacht yeah like that for example is someone like she wasn't someone that's like oh yeah I'm a big podcast yeah. person yeah. but I remember that story I was like that's a cool story that's a cool person oh and yeah like, she's a she's a G yeah I mean yeah I definitely would I just want I want to get back to that and I feel like the the best podcast that had the best era of the podcast was through COVID mm. when I was just locked we could do the US studio and then we could do the Oz studio. And I was just like pumping it, mm. you know, and then, and I was, but it was just lifestyle too. Like you, you well, were. That's when you said you became a, yeah, a, yeah. a monk kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. You were around me through that period where like, dude, I, my apartment was like comical <laughs> to the point where like you rearranged it, <laughs> where it was like, yeah, okay. my life was I would drive two minutes to the studio. I would sit in the studio all day, every day. Most days was doing a show. Then I would come home to an apartment that had a cool housemate, jujitsu mats all over the floor. I had no mattress. I just had a mattress on the floor 
and a fucking door for a desk and then like a salvo's chair that I would sit on, a lamp that Jackson gave me. I had like a hundred books on my thing. There was fucking weed everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and like we were always like burning incense, playing music and like doing jujitsu and work. Like it was the weirdest. I lived like that for literally fucking two years. Mm. And it was just, that was what the time was. Like we couldn't travel. We couldn't, you know, we mm. couldn't do anything. And yeah, I was like, that's when I could do those kind of shows. But yeah, it's just funny. Like, but you're saying you enjoy those the most. Oh, I do. I love that shit. But yeah. now, the the like the pressures that I have on me personally, the the at least in my in my head, mm. of like this is how much money has to be made every month to just pay the bills, like yeah. to pay two staff members, to pay rent yeah. in multiple places, to mm. pay all of the hosting fees, to you know all of the shit that it takes to run the business. Mm is got to the point now where it's like it's stressful yeah. <laughs> to like do that. It's like another level, another devil. Yeah, and then to then add on top of that this whole like Dubai thing, mm. there's always there's always like multiple big projects that are on the horizon, you know, like some of the stuff that we've spoke about that I want to try and do next year and it's like mm. sometimes they don't come off, sometimes they do, but regardless you got to put like a bunch of different work into them. So yeah, it's just like it's just a, it's a fucking like pretty gnarly business mm. these days to like try and, and run. Of course, yeah. And then, yeah, to the point where physically doing the podcast is sometimes a thing I put the least amount of effort into, which is. <laughs> which is the thing. It is the, yeah. yeah, it's the thing. And it's yeah. crazy. Like I'm, I'm really, so November we did a lot more shows. We did some really good shows. Mm. So, and we fucking smashed it. It was one of our bigger months. And that was me putting so much of my focus into mm. the the recording of doing the podcast. And my fucking life went to shit. Mm. Like I was unhealthy in terms of like sleeping and I didn't train as much and like I didn't get to ride as much. And, mm. you know, there was the, just the balance. It's a isn't, tricky thing. Yeah, eh? the balance isn't there. So it's like I, I would – and I think it's all solvable and it's all, that's all things I'm kind of like working towards. And nowadays like it gets better, but it's a massive process. Like I could, I could, even if you gave me a million dollars tomorrow, I couldn't fix all those, mm. all those problems. You know, it's like, it's just part of trying so to kind of comes get your to, business that kind better. That comes you know? back to the mirage. It's like we're yeah, chasing, yeah, yeah. We're chasing a yeah. mirage that we actually don't want to catch and never will, yeah. but we just keep chasing it. And then that's when you come back and you've, when all those moments, like, Sometimes I I feel super overwhelmed with mm. it all. I feel like Melbourne was gnarly when you like go down and you realize there's all those people. Like it's actually how'd that feel? Like how'd that feel? Like oh, it was fucking cool. Like, is it different now? Because I remember you talking about how like you didn't know when people started coming up to you and recognizing you, and you've kind of like who they think you are, kind of thing. And like, how does that feel now? Because obviously that keep that like will elevate and keep elevating itself. Yeah, I think I think I probably got better with it. I got like better perspective with it now. I reckon. Um, I just like appreciate it. Like mm. to me now, it's like a good. To me, it's one of those triggers for being like really grateful. Mm. And uh, it's fucking cool when people come up to you happy. Oh like, yeah. When people come up to you happy and excited, and they share like something you said or something you did yeah. impacted them in a positive yeah. way. You're like, oh yeah. I feel. <laughs> I just feel like super grateful that that people would want to do that, mm. and I feel obligated to be 
extremely nice mm. and to be extremely humble and to like give that person a good experience mm. in that, you know, like trying to, but I think that's where like the podcast is too, you know, like I try and give like, that's why I canceled the J.O. Archer one the other day. Cause I was just like, going to be to the, your, your, yeah, I was just like, level. I want to be able to give you, I want to be able to give you what I want to give you. Yeah. You know, like this is about you. It's not about, it's yeah. not about me. Um, and then I think that that's the same when like when meeting people or people want to come up and get a photo or like people want to talk to you, if that's how I feel when people get, send me Instagrams, like literally when you send me an Instagram and I reply to it, I'm not replying for me. I'm replying for the person. Like, mm-hmm. this is about you. You've got, you, you obviously see the podcast in this way. It's obviously you value this mm-hmm. thing. It's important to you. So then that means it's like important to me that mm-hmm. you feel valued and you feel like those the things you feel are almost like validated in, yeah, in that real. experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I had that. It was, it was so random, man. I was like at a lake in Palm beach and I was actually filling up like a water jug in my van at like the bubblers. And this guy comes and starts walking up to me. I'm like, Oh, he's going to probably have a go at me. Like for filling yeah, up this yeah, whole yeah. water jug thing. You fucking van life. Yeah. Yeah, li- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Literally. So he comes up to me like, Oh, here we go. And he's just like, Oh, are you Dean Lucas. And he was like a mountain bike dude. And this was in the, like literally there's three people in the park. And I was just like in the middle of nowhere. And I was like, but then I chatted with him for, I think his name was Ryan. He's like super nice guy and just like had a really cool, just like 20 minute yeah, conversation yeah. with him about mountain biking. And like, as soon as they mentioned like the podcast or bring that up, I feel like it just brings down this world. It's like, oh, you kind of know who I am as a person then. Yeah. And you've obviously gravitated toward that enough to come up and say like, hey. Yeah. But it's like, it just puts down this wall instantly of like, I guess, you know how I think. And you resonate with that. Yeah, you've got some gay. If you've come up to me and been cool, then you've seen who I am and you're yeah. cool with that person. Yeah. And I think to have that happen in like random spots like that is just like, again, come back to luck in a way, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> th- yeah. To me, I just feel it's definitely the uh, Melbourne was gnarly because there was like, it was a lot of people. It was, it was just like the most con- concentrated version of like whatever level of notoriety that I've got out of doing the podcast is like right there. Yeah. Like if there's a get, it's ever going to be anywhere, that's where yeah. it's going to be. So I think knowing that too is like, it's not like, well, that weekend in particular though, was basically like we'd leave the stadium on scooters and mm. fucking people in cars at pubs everywhere. We're like gypsy gang, <laughs> like people were just fucking losing it everywhere. And it pretty much like didn't stop until I got home. Cause then, there's like a spillover into the mm, city and then yeah. the airport. So it was literally like every single place that I went until I got home and then it was like normal life again. But That's, um, it's a weird feel. Like it's so good, but it's like, I, dude, it's weird. In America, I feel like I get that. Like Americans, more, yeah, Americans, yeah. man. I walk through. Um, That's going to be scary. Going to a Supercross in America oh, is going to be off tap. Mate, bro. It's going to be, oh. Like that's going to be a weird fucking experience. Because they like, they have no filter and they have, they have no. They have no filter and they're just like, but you know another thing that they're very time conscious. Yeah. I feel like Americans would come up. They've just been around celebrity for yeah. it. Like that America invented celebrity, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like no one give a fuck until America, like America created celebrity. Yeah. So I think that's they why. They know how to do it. Yeah. We don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. And that's, that's probably what was surprising about Melbourne is like, that Australians don't know aren't normally like that mm. in a sense. And no, I wouldn't say it was like they were Americans, but it was definitely a can I get a, a photo? Can I get down, yeah, 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 yeah. People were like definitely pumped. But yeah, dude, America invented celebrity. Like mm. they're fucking crazy for it. It's just a it's like a whole a whole thing that they've got going on. So I think 
yeah, like the first Supercross race that we go to, that'll be like that'll probably be like a pretty eye opening experience of people. I reckon. What is the first one you're going to go to? Oh, I still don't have a visa yet, so I'm still do. still don't know. But I'd pretty much like the day I get a visa, I'll pretty much just book and go, go straight away. Yeah, even if it's just for a fucking work. I just want to go be among the people. Yeah. I just want to like, guys, I'm fucking here. I care about yeah, you. You dress up like Jesus and go and then you just get the real love. Yes. <laughs> I reckon if put, you went in with a robe, put the sandals yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fucking got these sandals now. Oh, perfect. I'll get your robe and we'll go straight in. Oh, oh. man. Just an opening ceremony. They just shine a light down. You have a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bless Hailing them. from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What did you think of the um, the Supercross in Melbourne? Oh, I thought it was unreal. It was good, eh? Yeah. Did you go? Yeah, I was down there. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't think I see. Yeah, I was. that was actually, that was the start of this trip up here. Oh, So yeah, I wasn't yeah. going to go and then a mate said, I've got a ticket literally the day before and I'm pretty spontaneous with doing things. So I'm like, all right, we'll go down and then started my trip back up the coast from Supercross and landed here oh i loved it i thought it was unreal i think they did a sick job like the turnout was awesome mm. track was sick like, just being in like that environment a stadium with that sound and everything and just like oh it's in, fucking in, dope like if that could grow in australia to a level where like that could be brisbane Perth, yeah. everywhere and go to that oh man man well they had like good crowds i think the rest of the series was not done obviously not done on the level that ame well, I mean, they technically run it. It wasn't Global Supercross that put mm. on all the other events. Mm. Um, and I think they definitely could be like way better. But in terms of the people that went, I mean, I think there was like 20,000 people at Newcastle. Mm. And it was in Knight Stadium. Like that was that was a fucking legit event. And then there was a lot of people at Wagga as well. So I think it definitely will get better. Mm. But as far as like going to MotoGP and Formula One a couple of times this year, Dude, Supercross is way better. Yeah, you don't see it's anything. Fucking way you, you don't better see anything, yet. hey. Dude, you get I went a corner to corner and that's it. You're like sweet corner, yeah. Formula One went to two races this year. Barcelona, I didn't even stay and watch the whole race because it was so fucking hot that we were like, dude, if we have to walk out of here with all these other people, yeah, like yeah. we'll literally die. Yeah. So we just bounced, and then uh, Bas- uh Abu Dhabi. I watched it in the McLaren hospitality. There's like a, it was cool. It was like a rooftop bar sort of thing. And they had like the McLaren stuff, but we just watched it on TV like yeah, everyone else. And then matter. you look over your shoulder and there's like <laughs> one turn, <laughs> yeah. but it's like the, the, the experience of watching the actual race is nowhere near yeah. as good as Supercross. Like mm. you can't watch. You can watch the whole Supercross literally battle. Pick whole anyone life. that you want. Yeah, just want to watch you. Yeah, I want to watch Tomac. You come in tenth. I don't care. I just came here for you. Yeah, I can watch every lap, dude. Unreal. <laughs> like you can be a fan of that sport <laughs> so fucking easily. And then if you're taking someone else, then you can say like, "Oh, this is what's happening." Like follow that guy. It's just everything's like right there. You don't have to leave. Like you don't have to walk to different corners. Like mm. the the package of Supercross is just such a great sport and I, I that's why that's sort of almost why i'm like just down to fully fucking go in on it too from like a content perspective is because yeah like i could probably make way more uh like money and i could probably if i went like crazy hard into like f1 for example it was mm. just like right out, let's take what i've learned in the supergrass mode i'm just going to be that formula one guy now like fuck mm. all this other shit that's probably like a way better business model for right now mm. but i actually think long term like soupy's you, fully on the come up where do you want to put your like right now where do you want to put your energy into like more podcasts more projects or like try and balance all of them yeah i just i gotta do more that's why i think 
I've just got to do more podcasts. Like I, but I have to, I have to logistically, there's like logistics that have to be worked out to where I can do as many as I want to do, mm. if that makes sense. And what do you want to do? Like podcast a week? Like what would you want? No, to do? like two to three a week. Two to three a week. Which I've done in the past. Do you feel like though that's then you're trapping yourself back or do you want to travel and do podcasts as well? Because that's the one Well, thing. that's why I want to have all the different. So you can just yeah, go. Yeah, play, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spot. And you yeah. obviously bank some up as well so you yeah, can drop more yeah. content. So that's that, where it's like the the logistics of this. Like people probably don't understand like how gnarly and detailed the logistics are of the podcast. Like to, it, yeah. Just to bring it like how it is now. It's like a fucking beast of it. Yeah. And it's, it's a super person job. It's super cool though. Like I'm, it's one of the things I'm really proud of is like how dialed everything mm. is on, on that front. But yeah, for me to be able to do like three a week minimum would be my you're, I'd you're be gone. pumped. And then, but that, the ideal version of that is me just get into the studio at 10, leaving at three and living my life outside mm. of that. And then I can, like, I don't do fucking research. I don't have a prep question. There's so much stuff I don't do mm. that I should definitely do that would make my podcast definitely better. But just purely because of, you know, having all these other things that I'm kind of trying to do. And, but yeah, I mean, I'd be able to train, train every day, do jujitsu once a day would be like ideal, non-negotiable mm. ride two times a week, ideal, non-negotiable. So it's all like the barriers around those things. Like now I'm starting to really like cram some shit in, you know? Mm. So it's like what I'm working towards is building my life logistically where I can do jujitsu every day. Mm. do a podcast three sometimes maybe even four times a week ride twice a weekend be able to spend time with my partner be able to spend like just have all the things that i've been doing for the last five six you know seven mm. years have a way to be able to afford to do all of those things as easy and as like friction free as possible and then focus on doing them all as good as possible but and to do that just takes like more money more more inf- like you've just got to build like i feel like you've got to build your life like you actively mm. have to like take the money that you earn mm. and then spend it on it's like you renovate your life mm. almost so it's like you spend money on for me ultimate have a farm mm. have a like a shed big shed on the farm that's got a studio and you know a room that the boys can come and stay and you can work so then that's like covered there and then you've got some jiu-jitsu mats that's covered there Mm. so it's like you just build you're like renovating you're spending money on all these parts of your life to get it to the point where you can tick the boxes that you want to tick every day Mm. and then just wake up and do it again what do you think the biggest resistance to you right now to creating that life like what do you think is the biggest thing holding you back from like making that reality like making that into a reality I think it's honestly just a process, you know, like it's going back to that, just going back to that. Like you've got to, you've got to love the process. Like you've got to do, there's, there's constant work that I would have to do every single day Mm. and there's no magic switch. There's no magic button that could like make it happen. Mm. So Mm. I think it's just like knowing the process that you've got to go through and just fucking walk in the walk, you know, like it's easy to, yeah, it's easy to talk the talk or just walk the walk. Like I'm already, I'm already so much closer to that Mm. than I was. Like when I started the podcast, I had literally no money. Mm. I lived with my parents. Mm. 
Mm. Everyone, like Sam's biggest fear was that I would quit the podcast. Like I quit other shit. Mm. He's like, this is really, really good. Like you're awesome at this, but I just, I hope you don't quit. Because it got tough there for a a long time. Like I remember saying Mm. when you're just looking at your computer and you're just like, what the fuck do I do? You're like zero money. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I like, I definitely believed in what it could be. But yeah, but I think <laughs> but it still gets tough sometimes. Hey. Yeah. And, and then I think like, that's again, where you just, you go back to like, okay, what am I actually doing this for? Yeah, like, am I doing this for its money? Yeah. Am I doing this for, to be popular or do I really, really want to spend my last $300 mm. going to Newcastle to do a Chad Reed podcast that mm. a bunch of people are going to listen to and fucking froth. Mm. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm just going to spend my last $300 to do mm. that. And then, then I got a text about the, from Sawley actually about Abo Henry. He's like, you should try to do Abo Henry while you're mm. down here. You know, you end up doing two insane, massive like yeah. massive fucking mm. culture shifting for in my world, yeah, like podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, like, yeah, definitely gets tough, but you, that's when I think you just go back to your why and they should be real simple. Mm. They should be self-fulfilling, you know, like you shouldn't need anything from outside to, mm. to, uh, for them to work. But yeah, like even fuck dude, Dubai was like a crazy, so much self-doubt, like to leave building a beautiful life here. Well, that's what I mean. It's like, like all my, this, dude, I live in the dream here, yeah. dude. When you're like, I'm going, I'm like, have you seen it around here? Like, <laughs> Dude, it's fun. And then even like, you know, my personal situation, like with, with my partner, like to make, make her leave. Like how yeah. gnarly is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like a big, it's a big Crazy job. dude. So, and you know, the, like the level of self doubt that I've had around that. And then like literally don't have the money to do it, mm. <laughs> but go anyway, in, but yeah. go anyway. Like I, I don't have, you know, I, I came back for Christmas without, pretty much everything I said I was going to go over there and try, try, yeah. and, try and figure out, but it's just like, fuck it. Like Keep it, chipping away at yeah, it. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm already in a crate. Like that's the other thing to always take stock of like the actual position that you're in. Like mm. I own bikes. Like I didn't even own a bike mm. before I started the podcast. You mm. know, when I bought my 350, that was the first bike I'd bought with my own money mm. since I was like a fucking kid buying a, like a, CR125 or mm. or whatever, you know what I mean? Like that's the level of fucking broke that I was. Mm. So it's like, yeah, I'm still not the but I've still not reached the you know where I've like this is how ideal my yeah, my yeah. life would be ideal. Yeah. But when I take stock, I'm like, fuck, I'm like so much closer to this than I was. Mm. I think you're going I heard this the other day, and I guess it relates to that, but it's like man who lacks purpose seeks pleasure. Mm. And I guess the whole thing when you like your purpose is like putting energy into this podcast to grow it, like your focus goes in. This comes back to when you like kind of living like a monk. Like, yeah, yeah. like I just read, I just did podcast. I did this loop. But I, like I had a purpose. I was growing this. And especially where you live, like there's a lot of pleasure to be seeked around oh, early. Yeah. And like, I thought that like, I remember being here for like a week and I was just like, I don't know. Hey, like I remember you saying, like, I'm in the cave. Like they, yeah. that's what Jackson called it. He's like, he's yeah. in the cave yeah. and you're just grinding away trying to grow this thing. And I guess that all loops back to like the whole Ned Brockman, the start of his run. Like yeah. You're running in the desert for a hundred kilometers and no one gives a shit. Yeah. Every single day. Yeah. And they don't care until you give them like a, and that's what, I think that's what I was saying until before. Until you're like, successful, until you're yeah. at the end of it. And that's like for any journey, it's like people only care about that last 5%. And I said something to, to one of my buddies, Blake, and he's one of the people. So he's like, uh, 
you pretty much see him next to Ricardo, like anytime you see Ricardo, like he's the fucking man. And uh, he's a guy that I like really respect. And if I like tell him stuff, like, or if I'm telling him my plans, that's a guy where I'm like, I'm only telling him shit I'm going to actually fucking mm. do. And uh, I remember going through, we FaceTimed and he like laughed at my room and he's like, show me your fucking room. And I like showed him, like turned the camera around, gave him to him. He's like, that's fucking awesome. And he's like, he's like, why don't you buy a bed frame, bro? And I was like, well, I don't want to be here. Yeah. So like, why would I get comfortable? Yeah. Like, why would I make this? I Like, I see the logic of it. Mm. But in my head, I was like, I don't want to be here. This isn't, this isn't where my, like, this isn't the destination for me. So it's mm. like, I'm not going to make, like, if you're living in hell, and this is an extreme version, like I wasn't living in hell. But it's like, if you're living in hell, would you try and get a nice bed? Mm. Or would you just do whatever the yeah, fuck get, you had to do to get, get out, out of, of it? Yeah, yeah, as yeah. quickly as possible. Yeah. And it wasn't that extreme. Like I wasn't living in hell, but I was like, but this it's a is driving a, factor. Yeah. It's like this isn't factor. where I want to be. Like I'm not going to make where I want to be mm. comfortable. Mm. It's supposed to be uncomfortable mm. for a reason because that, you want to be there. You want to get out gonna of it. That's going to make you seek more comfortability, yeah. you know? Dude, I remember going to TAFE. And like TAFE was like the fucking rocket fuel in my motivation to get out because yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't want to be here. Yeah, this ain't me, bro. This ain't me. I remember just welding like 10 mil steel on like a <laughs> 35 degree day and just sweating. And I just remember thinking like, I will do anything to not, to be, not be here. Not right be now. here. And that was, dude, if, yeah, you want, you want motivational drive, it's like, look at plan B. And if plan B doesn't look that good, it's like, have you heard that? I think I've talked about it before, but the whole idea is like, you want to take the island, you got to burn the boats. Fucking nice, dude. It's just like, That's my whole life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't want a plan B because it's going to all, especially if it's something like you've got to give 100%. If you want to be the best at something, yeah, you've got to put in 100%. That's going like, that's literally, yeah, going to Dubai without money, mm. starting a podcast without money, like, or not going to Dubai without money, mm. but going there not knowing how you're going to pay mm. for all the things that you need to mm. make it work. It's like literally burn the boats, like, but then the thing is, if it doesn't work, but you give 100%, you'd be like, well, that didn't work out, but I gave it 100% and that's all you can give. Or if it does, you're like, I'm glad I did that. Like, it's like either way, it's kind of a win in a way. Like, you know what. Oh, yeah, 100%, man. And and I've always said, you know where a no gets you and it's yeah. nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I just don't want to be nowhere. Mm. So fucking this is, it. And I don't know, that that part to me, and again, that's luck. Like if I look at, if I look at those thoughts that I've got um, and yeah, even people like when I was at Formula One, I'm like, they're like, oh, so you moved to Dubai. When did you get here? Ah, oh, today. <laughs> they're like, where are you fucking staying? And I was like, oh, actually funny story. McDoan gave me a hotel room for a yeah. week that they're not using. What about after that? Well, I don't know. Mm. I got nothing booked. But this comes back to the whole karma thing, man. Like I've like – like where I ended up right now, yeah. I had no plan to be here. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go somewhere because I want to go somewhere and it'll kind of work itself out. And that's, I feel like being a good person just makes it easier for that stuff to work out. Oh, definitely. But like you've got to dive in because it's like, it's nervous taking that jump. But you've got to be able to deal with the anxiety that comes on the yeah. flip side of that. Yeah. And that's, I think that's, that's real. The, that's real as anything. And I think that's the thing that you were kind of alluding at before like that feeling you've got in a in a the airport, airport. when you're by yourself and yeah. i guess maybe in this context i can actually relate to that like i've just always been able to turn my brain off to that just like what if what are the like i won't deal with those things until i'm at night i'm alone really and that's when i've like dude i fucking shut that shit 
all those voices, all that stuff, they don't come into play at all until I'm in bed at night. Really? And I'm like, actually, I'll just push all that shit to the side. Like if I, and yeah, that's that whole, you know, left to Dubai without one plan, like Mm. literally without one plan. I was like, I'm just going to make all of this shit happen. Mm. (laughs) You know, some of it, yeah, I'm getting a bit caught out. And like, I think I've spent like $2,800 on a rental car for a month. (laughs) Probably they've wasted some cash there. Yeah, but even that. But you know, like I just was like, fuck it. I'm just going to figure it all out when I get there. Yeah. Because would you like, I always tell people like, wouldn't you rather die knowing? Like if you're going to, if it's all going to end, wouldn't you rather be like, I had this idea, this dream. I went after it. Didn't work out. Next dream, next thing. Like you've got to constantly be working towards something. Yeah. And I try not to like question the, like I never really questioned this whole deal. And it's like moving away. Like if you ask me if I want to, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> but who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. Like who gives a fuck? This is the, this thing's come up for whatever reason. And it's mm. like, I can make sense of it and I can see a way that that's like a was, way to go forward. That, was it something that like hit you where you're like, this is the move or did someone mention something or did you just like, yeah, it was like STEM. Yeah. It was, it was like people mentioning people started like mentioning to me like, Oh, what's next? Like, what are you going to do next? What, which is kind of weird. Like people hadn't really, I said this to you the very first podcast. we yeah, did. I yeah, think yeah. I remember talking about that when you get like the professional ride and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I think it was just like it was right around <laughs> it was right around when I went to Europe for the Stark thing. And then yeah, people like hadn't really been asking me that. And I guess it was coming from the fact that like, yeah, we were fucking doing good, you know. Mm. And maybe it's the first time where it was like legitimately good. Like mm. millions of people watching, millions of views, millions of downloads, mm. like actually making a living from it, actually have staff, actually it's a fucking real thing. So maybe lined up perfectly with, because again, like I'm not paying that much attention to any of those things. I'm just fucking trying to, just just trying to grind, you know? And then, and then, yeah, it was like, I had a meeting with my accountant. um, And then he was like, all right, what do you see next for the business? And, and when someone really put it in like a business context, Mm. then I was like, fuck, I probably could do something now, you know, like there's probably another move to make. You got a bit more wiggle room now. Well, just, yeah, like it's probably time to like look for another another step. Like oh, there's one there to be taken if I wanted to. Um, and then when I went to Europe, it was a crazy three weeks, bro. It was like landed in Paris. This is after two years of monk mode. Mm. So I went from literally doing nothing for two years to landing in Paris, like feeling Paris, being in Paris, Going to Le Mans at the MotoGP, everyone knew about the podcast mm. that was there. So that was like the first time that I'd had that kind of level of experience yeah, in a sense. Yeah. And it wasn't, there was like some fans, but it was mostly the team yeah. and mostly the riders and mostly like the industry. Did you realize the fact that like you had to be on all the time then? That's something I noticed about being an mm. athlete when people start recognizing you. There's no like, who are you kind of thing. It's like, you're on. Yeah. It's like- you, like and that's how it should always be but i think when you're not recognized and you meet someone's like oh hey how's it going and you kind of have a few like things but yeah, someone, yeah. someone recognizes me i'm dean lucas as soon as i meet them yeah like, yeah, in the, yeah like yeah. obviously and that's the thing i guess well, it, take, it takes a little bit of time to get used to it. i'm just wondering that for you was like fuck. well i think that the probably the lucky part for me there is that 
I'm trying to be myself all the time anyway. So like the people, like yeah. the people that would see me on the podcast would be like, they're probably just seeing more of who I am than yeah, you're if genuine. I was like a rant, if it was like random. So yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. Like it sort of cut straight. It's just, yeah, straight yeah cut it. straight to it. Um, but yeah, I think like that was, that was a big thing of like, Oh fuck. Like it's definitely international. Like even though you see it on the numbers, like Australia is not our biggest country. Mm. Like Australia is our, what is it, America's biggest? Yeah, second. America's our biggest by far. Yeah. Like by, it's like 68% of YouTube, <laughs> isn't it? Like it's fucking millions of people every yeah. month. Um, and Let's and, get to that Supercross. <laughs> dude, it's, it, yeah, it's fucking out of control. Uh, but yeah, so then it was like that. And then we went to the Barcelona Stark thing. Mm. And then they were like, really, you could see they valued us being there. And that was a really cool feeling because I really valued being there as well. Mm. Um, and then we went from there to F1. And then it was like, as soon as I walked into the McLaren pit, mm. there were like two mechanics that were full moto frothers mm. that were just like, bang, straight. We were just straight, like talking gypsy tales. Mm. It's good when you're around people, like you say, they appreciated you being there as much as you appreciated being yeah, there. And it's yeah. like, you have a level of respect to understand what you've built. I think that's the thing. It's like, you've built this podcast, and this platform to share. They've built this amazing motorcycle. Yeah, and It's like yeah. similar brain sync, like, all right, you're doing good shit. I'm doing good shit. Let's combine, share that. Like we see the value in both sides. Yeah. It's good to be around people. like. Oh that. yeah. And, and so I come back from, I came back from that being like, damn, now I'm like really far away again. Like I'm back in Oz, I'm mm -hmm. back in the cave. And yeah. it was like, fuck, I feel like I could probably spend more time. Well, I remember when I saw there, you, you know, I was just like, I remember how you were so in podcast, podcast, podcast. Yeah, and in yeah. my head, I was like, dude, you need to get out and like yeah. go experience stuff. And then like, don't stop it. But like, do, would, you, would you do it? Because obviously you've lifted the podcast to this level, but you don't really do like remote podcasts. Like, would you do more stuff like that? Mm, I don't, the only way I'd do it, and this might be something that I do in the future, is build like a bus Mm. or something and travel and that. like travel in the, because just to me, like the production quality, I know this is, this is the thing. It's I, just too, like that's, to I'm too it. married to it, man. Like I, I really, as far as like the brand goes, mm. I would way rather limit the podcast growth, maybe even and keep it to that high standard and just keep it to the, like the product that it is. Yeah. I, I love the product that it is. Yeah. I love the effort people make to come to the studio. I mm. love that when they come there, it's not a fuck around. There's no, mm. there's never any tech dramas. It like, it lets me relax a mm. bit more knowing that nothing's going to fucking break and we've yeah. got backups and you know, the whole kind of deal. So yeah, I don't know. Like, and then I also don't want to make it, fuck up the moments to where like everything becomes about the podcast. Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah, you can separate from it. Like yeah. I just spent a week in the first week that I was in, um, Dubai and Abu Dhabi, I was at the race and I was just like cruising, you know? Yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't bothering people for podcasts. We we're just having yeah. good combos. Like, yeah. like me and Joe Ricardo, we did like a fucking two hour podcast just sitting down. He was like, all right, how would you do one on me? 
<laughs> and we just started it. We ended up talking for like two hours and it was- Not, re- not, not recorded, just- No, no, no. Like we were just sitting down like in the hospitality, just me and him having like a fucking awesome combo. Like I some, just love that. How would you do it on me? Yeah, Play yeah, on, yeah. Because yeah. like, he, he'd never listened to a podcast before. Oh, really? And um, that was just super cool. Like I just feel, and I feel like so much closer to him now mm. as, a, as a person as well. But yeah, I don't know. Like I, I feel like it, it could probably get a bit too much if, if I didn't. Well, I can relate to that with vlogging because as soon as I started vlogging at yeah. World Cups and like it's like what's, what am I doing for other people and what am I doing for me? Yeah, and, yeah. And like what character am I playing right now? And sometimes if you've got a filmer, it's not so invasive and you can kind of like let oh, the Oh, dude, do yeah. It. When with Rones and Alex, like when they're around, they're just – that's why the only time you see shit like vlog style stuff mm-hmm. is when they film it because – I just kind of pretty much forget they're there, you know. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't like to do it the other way. No, I was gonna try and do a vlog while I was in Dubai, and I failed miserably. <laughs> well, dude, you just your mindset changes completely. Like you're actually not present at all. Yeah, you're you're looking at your life as like how is this going to be viewed, not how you're viewing it. Yeah, and it just like alters everything. And I find it like I didn't enjoy it. No, nah. if you can get someone to follow you that is a close friend that you can just be mates with, yeah. then I think you can balance it that way. The um, it is you're you're right though, like. Than that need to get out and there's one thing there's one like philosophy that I've always had around doing the podcast is that I never wanted to just do the podcast mm. that's why the Manji trip going to the Cape going to Europe like yeah we're filming them but I mean essentially too like that comes back to economics like I have to do with the podcast just isn't at the point where I could go and do that Europe trip and not film it yeah. And not make content. Yeah. And I'm not going to do the podcast. What I kind of broke that rule for Seb Tortelli. Like mm-hmm. there's some times where I'll kind of break the rule. Um, but yeah, it's like for that, um, for that trip, like we had to produce some, Something, yeah. some kind of content, yeah. you know? So there's just like purely the economics um, at, at play with that, you know, to where it's like, we're just not even in a place where we could take that trip and I could not film because yeah, could, we have to do some kind of content yeah, for you people. Yeah, you need to keep working as you do through Yeah, it. but I mean, it's always been crazy important for me that I'd actually do shit in the real world mm. and not just, because the I'm telling you the way to make money is to sit in that fucking cave. Mm. <laughs> like, that's what I was yeah. doing good. And it's like you sit in the cave, you fucking don't talk to anyone, you don't. Do, you mm. just make the podcast and you just smash it out. Because the thing is too is that the, the show gets to a point where it's like big enough where not everyone in the audience could listen to it and it still does crazy good numbers. Mm. It's not like you need – it's not like I need every single person that listens to the show to listen to every single show mm. for the shows to – do good so when that happens you can make five in a week Mm. and like if if everyone that listens to the podcast only listens to two you're still doing crazy numbers and then those people will circle back Mm. like so you can literally just make as much content as you want one when you get to like a certain point if that makes sense Mm. and when you're producing that content you obviously want to keep it to that like same level of like (laughs) pushing it as well yeah so yeah i think that when you when you're cognizant of that that like that's the ideal way to make money then it makes a lot of sense to to not just do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got – you're like – You get stuck uh, in it, man. You get so stuck in that like, okay, I do this, I make lots of money, but then again, you're not happy. And then 
you go do these other things, but you're like, sometimes I've got to do this for me and like not someone else. It's like it's like <laughs> it's like being a lion in captivity. You know when they they call it like enrichment activities, mm. like. You're we're like in captivity. That my my box is. I've got to be in the studio mm. making like that's me living in captivity. Yeah, I need enrichment. Yeah, you need to get out. <laughs> like I need yeah. some kind of to be put on a leash and yeah. taken for a walk around Dreamworld. <laughs> then <laughs> come like, back in your box and you'll be yeah, happy. yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. then you can sit. But I think that's like kind of what your life is. Like that's that's all of your responsibilities in life. Like you kind of have to operate within these parameters. That's like this cage that you mm. kind of live in. And then you've got to, unless you want to be off the grid or fucking homeless or like, Mm. there's a certain level, there's a certain level of entrapped that you are to your own circumstance. Society as well. Yeah. 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 And then in within that, you've got to figure out a way to get like enough enrichment Mm. and nourishment in your life to Mm. like make that That grind, that grind. Okay. And that's kind of always how I've looked at my life is like, Okay, I need this, this, and this to be happy. And mm. that is not have a job, mm. <laughs> be able to ride moto, and like be able to be around good friends, do jujitsu. Mm. What like they're my things. So then it's like then you reverse engineer your life. Like okay, how much money do I need to make to do yeah. this? How much? What business does it have to be? Or what job do I have to have? What job can I handle? Have like revert, figure out the things that you need to do non-negotiable to like. Mm live a happy life and then work backwards from there yeah i see that i think you said like don't have a job but i think don't have a job for someone else you said like you don't want to have a job but i guess like you just want to work for yourself i think the definition of having a job is doing something like only for the money yeah so that a passion yeah that to me would be the definition of a job job, and so there's people that could work at australia post and feel like they don't have a job yeah and then there's people that like me could work 50 hours a week on a podcast and feel like they don't have a job. Yeah. So I think that work is the opposite to play. Mm. Like, so yeah, exactly. You know, anything that you're doing just for money that you don't want to be doing, that's work. Mm. So, and then there's, but there's people that have a job that that's, that holds true for them too, you know? Yeah. So, but I'm just not one of those people. Just never been one of those. Like what you felt with TAFE. Like that's what I felt with. I felt that with school and with work. Yeah. All right, I, got, I only got a few more questions and I'll let you go. So I think you talked about this, I don't know who it was with a little while ago, but it's like a thing I kind of battle with all the time and it's the idea of doing something good but only doing it for the reason to be seen as doing something good. Mm. And um, you know when you had Powerfish on, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I see like obviously you're doing a lot of good stuff, you're giving money to people, but like I guess it's like are you doing that when the cameras are turned off and yeah. then doing because – like I'm at this uh, this crossroads where I'm like, you're doing something good and you're giving people money, so that's a good act. Yeah. So I'm like, I agree with that. But if you're just doing it to get the likes and the views, is it really a good act? Yeah, so I think that there's like a couple ways that – I think there's just ways you have to think about this and you have to think about the net positive. Like again, it just comes back to like diminishing returns. So it's like is it a net positive – thing to do so it's like even if it's not all right so you've got someone that's going to give money to charity but it's for disingenuous reasons and it's like okay well does the money still go to charity is there still like is the effect of this net positive and then i think that especially when it comes to like charity the kid that so we were talking about about against malaria so it's like the kid that doesn't die from malaria 
doesn't give a fuck whether you feel good about it or if you feel indifferent Mm -hmm. because that kid didn't die of malaria or, you know, like that chick didn't get evicted because she got the money. So it's like, yeah, it's probably the goal would be to do it and give without thinking about any like reciprocation or it feeling good, you know, in any way, like the goal would be for it to just be feel as indifferent as, Mm. you know, opening the door for someone or, you Mm. know, something that you just would do instinctively and not ask for anything in return anyway. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, that would be like the goal. And then the next step down for that would be to do it and actually want something. But I think you could maybe even look at it as like a muscle, like as you do it more and more and more and more and more, that feeling goes away to where Mm. it just becomes routine. So, yeah, I don't know. I think like that's the thing. It's like the more you do it, as long as you like the whole like when I was talking to Cooper, he's had the big thing is like as long as you're not just a nice person on camera. Yeah, it's like as soon as you're just a good person in this small yeah. point when people are looking at you, it's like how you act when no one's looking. Yeah. I guess is the. But I think that 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 just gets. I think that gets found out, and there there's like a. That probably just be like a ceiling on your own personal development. Mm. Like I think that in life you only ever rise up to the level of your incompetence. And that's like from, it's actually from Mike Grondel, like the book, the Peter principle, the Peter principle. Mm. And it's like, we're all flawed to some degree. Like I'm certainly a flawed person. And it's like the levels of success that I have in my life, even though you could maybe look from an outside perspective and like list off things that I'm successful at. All of those things that you could write on that list I'm successful at them to my point of incompetence. <laughs> mm. So like I'm as I'm you might be like, he's good at jujitsu. Mm. I'm only as good at jujitsu as my fucking shitty habits of going to training will let me be. Mm. So like for whatever outside level of success, the thing that's stopping me from more success is my own mm. my own personal failures. That kind of comes back as you versus you. Yeah, 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 yeah. One one hundred percent. So I think that like the the level that you can get to in your life just fully depends on like the level of um I guess the accountability and the habits you like you yeah. you so, put it upon yourself. So I think that it comes down to this is what I put it down to in my own life anyway, is like insecurities. So like what are you insecure about? And I think that as soon as you can start to like really analyze yourself from like a third person perspective mm. and be super critical on yourself, but not in like a, again, diminishing returns kind of way, but you're like, Oh, you do this too much and it's mm. stopping you from doing this. Or you care what people think about you to the point where it's stopping you from doing this. Mm. So it's like, yeah, I think that to go back to the, the question is like, I mean, the best case scenario would be that you're a person that is just like, extremely generous or nice or whatever default and you don't expect anything in return that will have like a certain ceiling mm. for you as a person in life. And then there's like, you could be the person that only does good things expecting return. You're going to get to here, mm. but you just might not like mm. kind of get to here. So I think that, um, what are you really critical about? Oh, just fuck dude. Heaps of shit. <laughs> what do you think the biggest one is that like honesty, <laughs> like, just being honest um to yourself or to others to, yeah just honesty mm. because i think that um 
and I've been dishonest about stuff and it's stuff that I wish I was honest about. And, you know, like there's, mm. there's a level of, so this is the thing, but. Honesty should just be the baseline for everything. Do, hey. do you know why? Because this comes back to the reality thing. Yeah. 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 Because I've learned, especially coming up here now, like being completely upfront and honest, it can't work out badly because it's like it worked out how it would have anyway. Eventually, well, eventually it would have gotten to that point because it's like this is who I am as a person. This is what I want. If you don't see that the same way, that like that's okay, but I'm going to go this way. Yeah. Dude, like honesty matters because the universe is an honest place mm. in terms of like it's just cause and effect. It doesn't give a fuck. Mm. There's no – that it just, it, I guess it just isn't deeper than that. And, and what a lie is, is when you're crafting another reality that only like you and another person know mm. or like you and another person live in. So you end up, the more that you're dishonest with either yourself or other people around you, the more you just start living in like almost an alternate reality. Mm. And it might sound like hyperbolic, but I think that that's sort of like fundamentally what's happening, you know? And when, and when you, so if you're a person that isn't honest with yourself, then yeah, maybe you're, um, yeah, maybe you're like, you do only do things for the, like for the praise of other people or you only do things to be liked. But if you don't uh, admit that to yourself and you don't recognize that, then you're just literally not living in, reality like the decisions that you make aren't based in reality that which means the actions that you take aren't based in reality and then you start going this way while like the real world's kind of going this way the further away you fucking get from that that's a stressful place dude that's i can't that's the, the anxiety yeah. yeah i can't lie because of how it makes me feel in the sense of like you gotta keep check of everything fuck it's like yeah, you're constantly dude. playing this game of like yeah what did i say yeah kind of thing or you end up facing the repercussions Oh, you will of sure. living in a world that isn't connected to the world. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like even, and I think that more comes down to like lying about yourself. You'll start to have these things happen to you. Like, and I was definitely like this at a point in time where like bad things would happen to me and I'd like, like, fuck, this shouldn't happen. You know? Mm. And I'm like, no, bro. Like if you're honest with yourself, like mm. how could this not happen? Mm. Like you didn't handle the things that you were supposed to handle. Like you yeah. let it slide. This yeah. That was reality. Like you didn't deal with reality. Yeah. You weren't honest with yourself. You didn't deal with the things properly that were happening in your life. This is the fucking consequence. Like, like you so lived here yeah. and the world kept going over here doing this and mm. now you have to face this, you know, like you always have to like, the pipe, pay the piper. It's like not doing up the bolts on your bike wheels and then when they yeah. fall off, you're like, oh, me again. You yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah or you fucking train or you, you think you've trained hard for a race mm. and then you get to the bottom of a race run, you're fucking blowing out your ass yeah. and you just, you're clearly not fit mm. and then you're like upset at the team because mm. the bike wasn't great and that's why you didn't fucking win the World Cup and you mm. got 15th. Mm. It's like, okay. Mm. Really? Maybe. That's pretty much like, honestly, what you just said there is pretty much like, I can see it as like a mirror effect on where I was at. Cause I was in that point and it's like being honest with you. So I'm like, and trying to like verbalize that as well. Be like, I wasn't where I needed to be. Yeah. And I take account of that. And I t I'm open about it. Like, I, I wasn't in it because I didn't love it. I didn't love it because of my environment and what I put myself. Like, I, I did the thing that 
pulled me away from the thing that I wanted to get better at. Yeah. But like once you take accountability and that's why I moved up here, man. That's why I'm like changing my entire life to counteract that negative. Yeah. But it's like you say, just being honest with yourself and be like, shit, man, I didn't. It's so I easy to in. lie to yourself. <laughs> it's so, and it feels good, man. You're like, oh, it's this and that and blaming other people. But yeah, as soon as yeah. you take accountability, yeah. it's like, shit, man, this is like, this is all on me. And it's always all on you. Fucking kind of oath it is. That's dude. the thing. It's like, everyone's like, oh, this guy and that guy. I'm like, it's you. Yeah. It's 100% you. And once you realize that, and like, it doesn't feel good, but once you obviously get in that place and then work forward, it's like, yeah. you stop, yeah, dude, black, victim mentality is the biggest load of bullshit. It's like, oh, poor me. I'm like, I didn't get this. I didn't get that. I'm like, I can guarantee you there are people further ahead of you that has that had, have had way less than you and just stopped with that bullshit, poor me shit and went, okay. Because like proving people wrong as well, that should be a motivator. Like I was here and now I'm here mm. and I did that all myself. Like that should be the fuel that like lights a fire under your ass to be like, let's go forward into that. But uh, yeah, man, I've, I've seen it like even in my family, like the whole victim mentality kind of thing and then like once they realize that and come out of it it's just yeah. like like oh, man. it doesn't serve you in any way that's positive yeah and, and i think that um yeah and it all just comes down to like it's having that hard honest conversation with yourself mm. you know and like just being super fucking ruthless and knowing that like the i've kind of got a little mantra in my head i, I think about now where it's like fuck your feelings mm. Where And that was like before when I said like, do I want to go to Dubai? Do I want to leave everything mm. that's here? No. <laughs> mm. That's my feelings. Mm. Fuck your feelings. Mm. Does it matter? You know, like like realistically, if you've got somewhere you say you want to be, then you can't expect that you're going to be comfortable the whole time and that you're going to like it. Like what the fuck what world is that? Like mm. that's not like living you know, in, mm. in that reality, but it's like, you don't have to, like, you don't have to care how you feel to, to do something, mm. you know? And I think that like comes back to how strong that purpose is or like goal you've got. You're like, I've got to go through this shit, but I want that, that thing. And I reckon I can get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, yeah, I think that it's that like being honest with your, like your insecurities. And I, and I see that in like, in my partner as well, where we'll have like a conversation and it's, for three weeks we'll be having a completely different conversation than what we should be having. Mm. And it's because she's not wanting to be honest yet mm. about e exactly what she's feeling and mm. thinking because mm. it's like comes from like a place of insecurity. I'm like not using this as an example of like, Oh, she always does. Like mm. she's fucking useless. This is just a thing that people do. Mm. And I've done it before in the past myself, but it's like, I'll just, I'm like, all right, I'll just, it'll come. Like, mm. it'll come. Like, there'll be a point when we'll have the conversation and then we'll have the real conversation. Yeah. Because your insecurities, it's very hard when you like, when you do care when, about how people perceive you and you want to come across as like strong to other people and you want to come across as independent and, mm. you know, you don't want people to like look at you as weak or that's, the, I think, where like the, it ain't weak to speak is yeah. like such a great, um, mentality to have mm. but um but yeah so then we'll get to the point where like she'll be ready to have the honest combo and then i get to say honestly what i think is happening mm. because she's like ready to hear it mm. and then it's like a crazy level of growth mm. come comes out of that you know so i think that yeah it's just like the i think the key thing that everyone needs to do is just start with like honesty for yourself the people mm. around you take genuine stock of where you're at admit mm. what you don't know 
you get that fight or flight feeling yeah, in like yeah, an yeah, honest yeah, conversation yeah, yeah. where like, I'm about to drop some shit, but it's yeah, how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I can't, to a certain extent, you can't help that. No. So it's like, this is how I feel. You can agree with it or not. It's not going to change how I feel. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then, like, how often do you do that though? And then they'll feel a similar way. And then you actually work through it and you're like, oh. For sure. It, all the time. That's right, like, yeah. And that's what I've got. I know, like, I've said this before um, to my partner. And it's like, I got boys like my mate Shane, right? He's like my my fucking insecurity buddy. Mm. <laughs> you know, like I can text him. I just love the name is off Shane. It's just like a real blokey bloke name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like he's like my guy where I can tell him all my insecurities, like exactly how I'm feeling about something and like exactly what you said. He'll be like, man, I feel the exact same way. Yeah. I feel like this. I feel like that. And yeah, when you can like that's the only way that you can kind of get past that point is by like admitting it's like what do they say in alcoholics anonymous like you got to admit that you you have mm. a problem you know mm. and then like yeah that's how you start like living and going forwards mm. no, i agree 310 percent. i got three more questions i'll ask you because we're stretching it out which is, right. which is good i like this is probably the longest podcast I think I've done. I oh, think before sick. this, it was like two hours or something. But Easy for me, you've been training. You've been training yeah, a lot. This is, this is light work. Yeah. <laughs> this is the warm-up. Yeah. Um, so I get asked these questions um, at the end of each one. But if you could go back, what's something that you would change moving forward? And that can be like pretty broad, whether it be in the podcast world or just like life in general. I would be healthier earlier mm. in terms of like my physical. I've always tried to look after myself physically, like going to the gym and, and blah, blah, blah. But I'm more, I'm also just like did my sport for fitness, which I think is good too. But I think that it, yeah, if I had one thing that I could go back and do, even from when I was like young mm. would be to just like have a real active, healthy, mm. like drink a lot of water, eat a lot of good food and get a lot of good sleep and work out mm. away from my sport. Still do my sport, well, but work out. Just be healthy for the sake of being healthy. Yeah. Not for yeah. the sake of being better at something. Yeah. 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 Cause I think that's probably something where I've like slipped in the past, but then also don't regret anything. Cause I feel super, super lucky to be where I am now. So I'd be worried if I, the only caveat would be, I would change that thing if I knew it wouldn't change anything else, but that thing. Like I like, I like but what, exactly but, but what I like. in saying that, like what happens if it made right now way better? Like then I'd just be being greedy. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but I guess that comes back to as well. This is like, what's enough for you then? Like you said, that's being greedy. So you feel like right now you're content with where you are. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't want anything more than I got now. Yeah. I definitely would like to, I definitely would like to have a feeling this is business wise. What I'm chasing is a feeling of like I could do the podcast for two years for free <laughs> and I'd own a house and I'd own like, I want to own a house. I want to own a farm where I can go and like build my own sort of shit. Like every moto dude has dreamed about or mountain bike dude has dreamed about their entire life. Like I want that. Mm. I want, my cars would be paid for. I want, like, I just would find, if I could take the financial pressures out of my life completely, mm. that would be great. But I don't want any more. I don't want the podcast to have more downloads. I don't want, like, I don't need to be bigger. I don't want bigger guests. I don't, I don't need any of that. Like the, 
that's like wherever the direction is I'm sailing now, mm. if I can just keep doing that, I'm happy. But to if I could fully take the financial stress off mm. of, and then that again would come back to like having to feel like you got to do a certain amount of podcasts in a certain way before you can experiment by doing the Katie's and the, mm. you know, like yeah, that. Yeah. So to, if I could just have that financial pressure, that would be something I could have more of. But in terms of, do you reckon life. that would create more like this whole idea is like the financial pressures would go, but then something else would come up as like the, that's the, cause yeah, there's, maybe, there's yeah. always a net, like you always, there's that whole idea of like, we always want more. Yeah. So if you like more money, it's like whole more money, more problems kind of scenario where it's like, you get I feel money. like I'm like fairly committed to a plan in my head. And if you get to that, you feel like you're. Yeah. Like I don't want, like I don't want a fucking yacht. I don't yeah. want, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. want to, I, I don't want to have those crazy things. Like, but do you reckon someone that has a yacht now probably just wanted a house? Like, that's the weird, like, the progression of like, yeah. But I think setting. that it's. Just, but I think the people you know. that I think the people that make that kind of money, though, I feel like to make that kind of unless you're super fucking lucky, people that make that kind of money have money making as their goal, mm. and then it's like, all right, so what are you gonna now that You've you've had to work so hard to make this money. Mm. What else? What it like? The only enjoyment you can get is kind of from like spending mm. that money mm. because it's not like along the way you've had this crazy level of balance that's mm. let you have this certain life. And that was something like Dubai. Being there, I'd just go to the mall a bunch for like rent, mm. you know, because you, you don't have anything. So I'll be like, oh fuck, I need that. Mm. Figure out, oh the house needs this. Oh, I need this. So I was constantly going to the fucking mall and in my day-to-day life i don't do that. i don't do any shopping i don't do any of that uh and i just would see people like buying shit mm. and like i just couldn't like bring myself to like buy something there was like a bunch of stuff that i wanted mm. to buy but I, I just couldn't like i don't know it's, i think it's probably the way we grew up a little bit but I'm like still just scared if I spend Don't money, I'll it, yeah. fucking like I'll the house of cards yeah. will just fucking crumble from from under me. But yeah, I just I just don't think I've got that. Like I've already even the to have sick bikes, sick dirt bikes like I got and a truck to go to the like I've it, it's a bit of imposter syndrome still there. Mm, I feel like that's probably gone away on like my day-to-day level. Mm. But I think that like I had a call this week for a project that like it actually probably won't happen. Like it was a call with a, it was like a big, it could have been a big thing, but I actually, after the call, I don't think it'll, it'll happen. But on that call, I was like, Ooh, do you really think I'm the guy for this? Like, mm. do you really think that I could stand next to this guy and like mm. actually hold my own? Mm. So I think, but that's like a very well-known, very established person. So I think, imposter syndrome probably in that sense of like you sure you think that i'd be like mm. seems like there's a bit of a gap there. instead of just being like yeah let's do it yeah because then and i'd, I'd almost feel weird i said yeah well, like let's 100 percent do it if you want to do it mm. but i would feel weird if i could stand next to that person that's achieved so much in their life and then be like oh, i'm as good as i can <laughs> yeah know? but i don't think you, you could don't have to i guess that's just that story that you're getting told yeah, yeah it's yeah, a story yeah, yeah. yeah or it could just be like Look at that because I always try and it's funny when you meet someone famous but you don't know they're famous yeah. and you realize it's just another person. Oh, yeah. So if you had no backstory on this person, you'd be like, why couldn't I talk to him or do whatever the project would be? Yeah. No, yeah, I completely agree with that. I think everyone puts a 
puts her shoes on the same fucking way. Mm. Shoes go on feet. <laughs> All right, second last one. What are you scared of? Um, I'm scared of losing all my followers and messing <laughs> <laughs> uh, up a thumbnail. Um, <laughs> my scared of my Google account getting hacked. No, um, I, think, I don't, I think I don't Jesus know. Jesus like, had a similar thing. Yeah, <laughs> the just like I don't know, just fucking up what I've done. Mm. Like that's something that I like. I get worried about, but I don't. It's not like an active worry. Mm. You know, like I think some of the, yeah, I just, I, I would be bummed if I did something that fucked up what I've been working on so hard to ever, mm. you know, that'd like bum me out. Cause I've had a couple, <laughs> I've definitely had a couple moments in my life that have just been like fucking implosions. <laughs> where, <laughs> what, don't know what's going to happen. Well, I'm just, like literally, I mean, the whole America thing was like that. Like it was like, yeah. like it was just a rocket that flew to the sky and it fucking exploded. <laughs> And then I ended up. You had no power, no water, no nothing. Just, just like this is over. Like, well, when I was, it was more so when like I, the last time I went there and then they like, I got turned back basically. Mm. And I was just, just like, I had literally nothing. And I was like, Ooh, like I fucked up. Like I really, I fucked my life up right now. Mm. Um, and then How there was. How did you sit in that for before you like. Dude. A day. Like, this is actually what's... I mean, there's probably trauma from it yeah. <laughs> that's, like, lasted quite a while. Mm. But uh, pretty much, like, while I was in the fucking cell kind of deal, I uh, I got over it. Yeah. Because I was just like, fuck it. You know, that, that and that's kind of, like, the good thing about burning the boats, in a sense. Mm. Like, when you... When there is no plan... Be like it yeah it's a yeah it's like scary and it's daunting but like there's just no there's no place to go but up so mm. i think what well, that's well, that some fighting mentality where it's like i either do this or i get eaten alive you literally just fucking yeah sink or swim yeah you know so but yeah so i think i'm definitely scared now of just something like that happening and then i also know that i'm kind of like a wild person in a sense <laughs> like I have the potential to do so. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's, I've gotten a lot better with age of like understanding the consequences of my actions. Yeah. But in the past, I've just been so fucking reckless with certain things. It's why I've like lived a cool life in a sense. But yeah, but yeah I think that in the past, I've definitely had the potential to like fuck up everything. <laughs> so it's like, that scares me. Yeah. So, but now I think that I've got enough. <laughs> I feel like I've got enough of my shit together brains is holding you together <laughs> yeah. that, that stuff does you know like having a wage to, hanging over your head yeah. and like people that are you well, know responsibility, responsibility. Like yeah 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 when you're not responsible to people and like yeah you can sort of just do whatever the fuck yeah, you want it's like almost not a good thing yeah when i put on a guy to work for me to like produce more videos and stuff like massive pressure that i didn't realize it's like what can i get you to do you're, ma- you're managing someone else and trying to like do your own job yeah and Honestly, as well, when I got a sponsor for the podcast, that messed with the podcast for me anyway because then I felt pressure to produce them, Yeah. which like right now I don't have a sponsor and I kind of want to grow it a bit more. Like, you know, have you seen the social network when they're like Facebook's first started Yeah. yeah. and they're like all these people offering them money to like sponsor it and they're like, but it's like we don't know what it is yet kind of yeah, thing. Even yeah, though yeah. we know it's a podcast, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I kind of want to make it cool and like have it like that and then get it to a point where like, okay, I'm happy with this and it's to a point now where it can kind of 
like obviously I'm going to get someone to help produce it now as well. I'm like, okay, I'm happy with this product and then try and sell that yeah. as a product instead of trying to sell it when you're like, I don't even know what this is yet. Yeah, and you'll probably just find that you'll have people come along the way that you'll listen and mm. reach out or, you know, like sponsors that see value. So that that's always been the key thing for for me that I've like, I was, it was a real commitment, like a personal commitment to make at the start of it as well. I never wanted to do things for views. I never wanted to do things for money. I was, I was like, well, I'm, I'm already broke. So like, fuck it. <laughs> there was sense as well though. But it's like, uh, cause I, I just feel like if you, if you focus on the product and only the product, then good shit happens as a result. Mm. And if you think about it in racer terms, if you focus so much on winning mm. that you win, you get sponsors. Mm. Simple. Mm. Like it's really not that hard of an equation. And I thought about that with the podcast where I was like, if I just make the best podcast mm. that people want to listen to, then it will make money. Mm. Like the best podcasts in the world make money. Mm. I didn't exactly have to figure out how to make it make money. Mm. I mean, there's times where- I guess you focus on just making good product. Yeah, yeah. Because And then you can't help but, you know, we've had Boost for fucking three years. Like I don't have to, like I went to them, made one phone call, yep, and then they've got stuff out of it the entire time. Manscaped, they came to me. Mm. They pitched me on the price. I just said yes. Mm. And then they've sold enough product to keep going. Mm. You know, so it's like, and it's just, literally having a good podcast like so many people this can be applied to everything in in life is like just do the thing the best that you can in the moment and then the good things will then flow from that like you can't put all of your effort into being a race winning rider mm. and to follow all the processes that need to be followed to make that happen and not yeah. reach success if mm. you're like good enough to, to sort of do it, you know? Mm. So yeah, that that's like just the one thing that I've always tried to do. And I've said no to heaps of shit that is like, if it would impact the product, I just said no to it. Mm. And then it's like being driven by, again, it's like that. Why it's like, if that, if that thing's right at the very bottom, mm. then you'll kind of, you'll just sort of sing along. Mm. That's a good point to live in when you're just actually doing it for the sake of enjoyment and because it's the right thing. Yeah. And then the, I guess it's like, it's, it comes with the territory is like, yeah. okay, I'm a good person. I'm doing this really well. People are coming out. Because it's so funny when kids always ask me like, like, how do I get sponsored? And I'm like, do the things that you know you need to do. Like eat healthy, yeah. be around your friend. Like don't focus on getting sponsored because that like, honestly, like once you're sponsored it like, it, it kind of taints the waters a bit. For with, sure, with like man. When money gets in the way of a passion, like you're never going to enjoy riding as much as you did when you're coming up. Yeah. When you're on the come up, man, and you're with your buddies and you're racing and you're enjoying it, focus on that. That's what will make you a better person and in turn make you better for people to want to sponsor. Oh, definitely. But don't focus on I need – like you're literally saying I did, how do I get free shit? How do I get free shit? I'm like, I was thinking about this. I used to say this to like mates when they would talk about like trying to get chicks or they like struggling, they couldn't get girls. I'm like, mm. be a track you'd want to ride. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's as simple as fucking mm. life is. Like if you know, like I know what a good motocross track is. Like what's the variables that makes a fucking track fun mm. to ride. And then it's like, it's almost the same for being a person. Like mm. what makes a good person? Mm. Well, then it's like, all right, if you, 
if like in a dating context, like you want a chick to ride you. <laughs> so it's like be a fucking track that you'd want Just to ride. Be, yeah, be work, a human. Work on but, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like it's so much fucking simpler than what. Instead of trying to change something in someone else, changing yourself. Yeah, 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 you yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, it's fucking, it's like a super easy formula. Because I changed, I used to, when I was younger, I think the whole idea of like getting with a girl was like, that was the final result. Like that was the win. It's like, yeah, oh, we, yeah. we hooked up. And then I changed that mentality where I was like, I really want to make a friend out of this and just enjoy your company as a person. And if it does go further, sweet. If it doesn't, got a new friend, this is awesome. And you focus your energy on that. And it's just so much of a, like a nicer process because it's, again, it's like, you just feel like you've won throughout the whole process. And then if it goes further, sweet. If it doesn't, sweet. Yeah. It's still good. Yeah. And then being open and honest about that, it's just like, oh my God, this is like the simplest shit ever. And you yeah. feel good the whole process. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of being like, like why? Like why can't I get girls? Why can't this work? Yeah. Like yeah. are you being the person that you would be attracted to? Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 it's fucking, I feel like it's super simple, simple math. <laughs> yeah. But again, it comes back to honesty. You've got to yeah. be like honest about who you actually are in the moment. Like mm. are you a and track you, that you would you, want yeah. to ride? And what you want as yeah. well. Are you yeah. fucking, are you dusty? Are you dry? <laughs> are you hard pack? Have you got square edges? Yeah. Like are you fucking jump shit? Yeah. Be honest and yeah. then fucking start prepping the track. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking All right. easy. All right, last question. Um, how do you want to be remembered? Uh, but you know, actually, for some reason, I just like the concept of leadership. Mm. I like to, if I could be looked at as a person where you're like, oh, he was a leader. Like when, whenever he did something, he was down to like put his hand up and mm. like be one of the people that was like marching forward, you know, try and do that in my personal life with my friends. Um, I try and do it with like the gym and training um when i'm in the room i always try and like be in the room and like affect the room in a positive kind of way with the podcast uh i try and be a leader to alex and rones and try and like you know encourage them to do their best work and mm. you know live a good life as well trying to i guess be a leader in the sense of like the whole gypsy gang thing of you know like i see that as a group i see that as like a real group of people that is like actually shares some values and some, we all feel the same way about certain things and we all kind of, we align, we're like walking together in a sense. I don't know whether that's how other people feel, but. Um, and people kind of relying on you as well. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. Like I try not to think about that as much. Like I, um, and I don't, I don't know if people like do or don't, um, but regardless, it doesn't change the way how I act. I like guess just re relying you on it was like being that like role model as like a leader to be mm. like okay what you're doing is like something I can follow and actually get something from. Yeah, yeah, and I'm down that, and I think yeah, I guess that's what I'm. I mean, yeah, like I'm down to like be that guy, and mm. whether people do or not, I'm not trying to actively think about it too much. But I'd be like, all right, there's all these people that listen, and I'd like to be able to be some kind of like good, like a force for for mm. it being good and relationships and you know, but then like being a good leader is also being a good follower mm. so then that sort of you've got to work on on like that side as well so yeah i think that um being a leader would be like a way that i'd like to be remembered and i feel like as far as the actual like podcast goes i would like to be remembered as somebody that gave our world like all the stuff we do what we talk about the writers, the athletes, the fucking artists, like the people that are 
in our section of the world, like motorsports, action sports, extreme, I would like to be in some part responsible for like raising that profile mm. and like making it a better place than when I like first got into it and, you know, having, having some kind of like tangible contribution mm. to the athletes and the sports in general being looked at in a better kind of way or being like left in a better place. Mm. That would be like pretty dope. And I definitely think you do do that. Like even just from my personal experience, like when we first met and like appreciating the platform that that gave me to share that story and then the obviously like flow and effect of how many people that in turn helped. But then that like expanded to so many different podcasts you would have done that in some way would have helped someone come out of some negative spot and elevate them to a better spot. I'm like, that's like true value and I guess fulfillment in that person or in yourself. Cause that made me look at, the reaction I got from that podcast definitely changed the way I viewed my own fulfillment mm. and where I truly got it from. Like when my, like, cause I was obviously in that time I was already on a high yeah. and then that elevated and I was like, Oh fuck. Like this is a new level of happiness and it's directly come from helping others overcome something negative in their life. And that was like, Oh my God, this is where like, this is yeah. the gold mine here. This is where you get all like, this is the real, positive fulfillment and that kind of is i guess altered my view of what i want to do yeah like even with my racing now it's like i want to race to grow i guess the podcast and my microphone and my yeah your own platform to then share more of those ideas to help people so now it's like my driving force is trying to help other people even though racing's kind of the goal but it's the goal because of this like the the why in my racing is now to just make my like platform bigger to then help people get through stuff that they might yeah. be struggling with. Yeah. So it's less, I guess, and I think it's more motivating when you're doing it for someone else because it's like when you're doing it for yourself, you're like, yeah, it's, like, it feels good. But as soon as you can do it and then turn it back to someone else, it's like, oh my God, this is like proper. Well, dude, now. I would actually, that's probably like a thing worth mentioning and sort of come back to what you asked before about like what would you want extra or whatever. Like I feel like I've actually, and I probably don't say this enough, I feel like I've already been given so much more back from the podcast than I could ever like actually even accept. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it got to a point where I got so much fulfillment and like positivity and happiness from doing the fucking podcast as like silly as that might sound to where like it's actually too much. And now it's so easy to give people things. Mm. And, and that's probably, that happened like a while ago too. Mm. So for the, it feels like for the last two years, maybe, yeah, probably like the last two and a bit years, just everything that I can, and I'm now in positions where like I can make one phone call and get something that like nobody else could even get their hands on, mm. you know, and then I can then, and I've never even had one of these for myself. Mm. And then I can just give it to another person. <laughs> you know, like I'm not even, I've got this ability where I could like get this thing from, from a company or whatever that, you know, like I would have always wanted to have. Mm. And I'm literally at the point where like, I just want to get it for somebody else. Yeah. I don't even want it for me. Like mm. I'm fucking fully, fully dialed. Mm. And I think that, you know, now to, to be able to like live 
So yeah, to be able to like live from that kind of place where, yeah, you don't, you almost like don't want anything for yourself. Like mm. it's just, it's, it's like, it's fully its own process now mm. and I'm just doing it and for then, its own. So like, I don't want anything more out of it. Like, yeah, I want the, I want the financial stuff to yeah. be fully dialed in, but then all that's going to do is just make it more fun again. Yeah. Like, and when you said before about when you get sponsors, it like takes the fun out of it. Mm. That's fucking what the, that's the podcast. Like the, the thing that makes the podcast not fun is that I like have to make a certain amount of money mm. to still do Create, the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, but as soon as that's done, like I think that's the ultimate level for me where I can then go, I've got a studio in like multiple places in the world. I can be wherever I want to be. I can talk to whoever I want to talk to. Mm. And then just by doing that, it's going to give other people more fulfillment than it gives me. Like mm. that's a fucking insanely good life to live. Mm. And that is like more than I could actually even quantify in terms of like being grateful mm. for, for that thing, you know? So yeah, it's, it's uh, pretty overwhelming. Hey, like the amount, like the reach you can actually get. Another thing is it's like, it's never ending. Mm. Like that's the thing. Like you can put out a positive thing. And it's just like you're planting a tree that's always growing. Yeah. So it's like not only like you can literally like right now, like you, your words somewhere in the world could be really impacting someone in like a positive way. Yeah. And that's constant. Yeah. That's a- well, what's crazy. This is actually Jacko when I was like fully living in like the cave days. Mm. Jacko would come into my room and, uh, and he'd be like, oh, what are you looking at? I'm like literally like pouring over analytics. <laughs> that's when he was like stats, you yeah. know? And uh I'd be like pouring over analytics just to purely for like, how do I make this better? Like, how do I do a better job at this? And, uh, and Jackson's like, what's this stat mean? I'm like, Oh, this is how many of this This is how many of this. And he's like, Oh, what's this mean? And and I go, Oh, that's how many people are listening every single hour on like audio platforms. Mm. He's like, fuck, how many is there? I was like, I don't know, like three and a half thousand people every, every hour or I don't know, like some, I think it's like 20,000 in an hour when like you drop a show and, and he was like, bro, you realize that means that for every single hour of the day, people are listening to your podcast. Mm. That's one of the times where I was like, fuck, that's actually gnarly. Like when you, when you get to, and it's actually not even hard to get to that level of that like it's there's 24 hours in a day mm. it's a three hour podcast you know like if you do yeah, the math like yeah. you really you don't need that many people listening to for that stat to actually be so you uh, think that your voice is constantly going right now all around literally the world. all around the world just constantly yeah. and it'd be the same on youtube like for every single <laughs> second weird reality for though. every <laughs> single second of every single hour of every single day for probably the last four years for- my voice has been playing on some speaker somewhere in the world forever indefinitely. And it probably will now. Like if I don't post on YouTube, like that fact will probably still remain for like a few years after that. Like it's fucking absurd, bro. It's like, it's like 70. Have you ever caught anyone? Like, have you ever been somewhere and heard someone listening to your voice? Like your podcast Mm. was that, that would, that would fuck with me. I've seen a dude like 
uh, on a plane, like sitting down watching the show on YouTube and yeah, like I've gotten people's cars and they had the podcast on. <laughs> Does it feel weird even though it's like. Oh yeah. But it's like, but it's like how it should, that's what it should happen, I guess, if you're doing you know it, find, a good job. Because I know obviously people listen to my podcast, but even when anyone comes up to me, like, I'll be listening to the podcast. It's almost like, oh shit, people listen to it. Like it's yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was, but you just get it. Like there's just a certain period of time where like you got that used to it you know but yeah like the first time someone would see me in an airport you'd be like holy fuck this is just like a random place this isn't got anything to do with the motocross track or because it's it just slowly you like you go get recognized at the track and then you're like oh that's fucking cool but then you're like well i do a show that interviews famous motocross people like there would be a person at a motocross you know checks out but then you go and then you go to a race and then you're like, well, there's more of these people there. But when you go to like a car park mm. or like a fucking, you know, Perth was actually gnarly. Like when I stayed in Perth, um, me and Blake would get up and go for a walk along the beach pretty much every morning, literally every morning, multiple people like just standing, getting coffee. Like it was, and I don't fucking go to Perth. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm not yeah. like, it's not like I'm in Perth all the time, Yeah. but yeah. So it definitely, then that, that happens. And then you're like, well, that's fucking weird. But then you can pretty much just expect now that for whatever reason, airports, it's just obviously there's so many people like mm. from whatever coming in and out. But um, yeah, after a while, I think you just get It's a pretty good feeling though. Like I think this is when you go back to like being rich in people, not in money. Like you can, you'd be able to go to most countries in the world and be oh, like, yeah. hey, I need a bed or hey, I need something. And then they're like, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And like, I feel like that is like such a luxury that I'd never want to take for granted. No. Nah, because like, I guess growing up small town, I was like, you have your friend group here and maybe Melbourne, like around Australia here and there, but like I go to Scotland, I go to America, I go to anywhere and just be like, hey man, I'm here, can we hang out? And like that's not a normal thing by any means. Well, dude, how's – so when I was in Dubai, I was on Instagram, I saw a guy that I met when I lived in Bali at the start of the year and he'd just moved to fucking Dubai. And he was staying like five minutes from me. So I'm like message him at 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, are you in Dubai right now? He's like, yeah. I was like, dude, me too. I just fucking moved here. And uh, he's like, what? I said, yeah, let's have breakfast tomorrow morning. Whereabouts are you? And then I, we shared our locations and we were like literally three kilometers away. I was like, fuck. That's like when you, but that's what happens. I think when you commit to, like you said, you have these, you meet people all over the world. Like that's just the sort of shit that, that can and they're doing the same stuff that you they're doing, doing the same yeah, yeah you're meeting the people that are doing the same thing but yeah i feel that's one thing i feel super lucky like i could stay in a lot of different places all over the world but i was that's where the gypsy name come from mm. like that's what people would let's say oh you just got fucking gypsy this week because i just literally rock up and be like wait i'm in town for a week i'm either sleeping in my van or on your couch so mm. fucking please let me sleep mm. on your couch and use your wi-fi mm. and uh i just do that literally all over the world for like fucking 10 years did you think with the monk thing then when you became like the whole in the cave thing do you almost feel like you're like i need to because i'm the similar where i'm like i've always traveled i've always moved I've always yeah dude it. for sure and i've kind of gotten here and i'm like i want to base i want to work on me i want to focus on me and it's always like all right we're ready for this like yeah. ready for like nest here and just like get to know it and just not be the thing i guess you attach your identity to so much yeah well and i think that that's the period where for me at least like that those 
Yeah, it was like pretty much two years, dude. Like no sex, no fucking, no going out, no like. <laughs> 400 meters from. 400 meters from the fucking pavilion. Yeah. And like before that, I would literally, before I went on that like lockdown of my own, I would literally like go out, meet a girl out, and then go home at 10 and say, this is my address. The door's unlocked. If you want to stay at mine tonight, you can. Yeah. And then like every fucking, every single weekend, it's, you'd it's have chicks from, from Pink Monkey just fucking. Oh, man. Like it, it was insane. And I literally was like, stop. Yeah. All of it, we're, we're cutting this shit off. But yeah, and I went from living like that lifestyle and I'd fly around to at the drop of a hat like if something was on if something was you know something was going on all right cool i can just fucking i'll, I'll figure out a way to make some content around it or mm. i'll go there like i want that experience and it's like it's fucking amazing and there's so much stuff that i learned and so much experience that i gained as a person by living like that like that mm. gypsy lifestyle like that's what like i earned that fucking name mm. like anyone that really knows me and has known me since i was like 17 Mm. The word gypsy to them is not a name. That's like, it's literally just fucking who I am. Mm. And, uh, and then I just can't canned it. Like I just fucking stopped, you know? Mm. And I think that there was a, like the podcast, uh, required it mm. almost. It's like, if you, again, it's like, you cannot, you can only grow to the level of your incompetence. Mm. So I was like incompetent to the point where like, okay, this podcast can only do this much. So I was just like, right, shutting it down. Everything's fucking gone. And, that's where it's like of all the things that I lacked in my personal life as a human when I was living that lifestyle, I learned those things by living the antithesis of it. Mm. So it's like I, that's how I kind of got the balance in a sense. And I feel like that's where not like I completed the fucking, the, this is final gypsy. <laughs> but it's like that's where I was like, oh, I know who I am now. Yeah. Like I think and I was probably like, yeah, between 30 you know, that 30, 31, 32, like that's where I was really figuring it out to where I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm an adult. I feel like I know who I am. I feel like I could be on this path now for the next 20 years. There's not, I'd be very surprised. I mean, never say never, but I'd be very surprised if there was any like earth shattering revelations that Mm. came up and, you know, I feel like locking yourself in that room and like really sitting in that, just being with yourself and Mm. being uncomfortable. I think that that's when you, like I learned all the things that I never did before and I kind of mm. think that's what let me have a bit more success, if that makes sense. Because you're almost distracting yourself with all that other shit. It's just yeah, like, fuck yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I can just, I can do, I don't have to deal with these issues. I can just go do this and my mind, my mind's occupied, but it's not actually like. You know, yeah, and you think anything. that like if you take stock of it, you're like, oh, I'm fucking banging hot chicks and I'm fucking doing from this. From the outside, yeah, but you're getting fulfilled from that and like where yeah. you're at in your life where, where it's like the, where's the positive here? Yeah, and then at some point too, I watched this fucking crazy doco. Um, no, it's like a little internet documentary. I've spoke about it before on the podcast, but it was this guy and he was in his 90s and he was just talking about death and he had a nanny like or a, a nurse, like a pretty carer, much full-time yeah. Yeah. carer. Fuck, it just railed me, bro. How, in what, what sense? That's what we're all going to end up like. Yeah, who are we going to die? We don't, and, we, we don't win this game. <laughs> But not not just like I've all I feel like I've always the not gonna die thing is something that I think I've always been really good at using as a tool to like live my life to the fullest. 
you know, like never waste days, always be down for an adventure, like always love taking big mm. risks because I know I'm going to fucking die. Yeah, one day it's all over. But there's a point 20 years before you die where you can't do fucking anything mm. for yourself and you're mm. probably going to need a nurse. Mm. Uh, you've, that's when you need like a really great wife. So it's like you talk about of all the things that, you know, I'm single and I'm banging chicks and I'm fucking, you know, like there's pleasure in that. Why would you do anything differently mm. if this is what feels so good in the moment? Mm. Then it was almost like seeing that end game, like seeing the last like years of this dude's life. Mm. I was like, dude, actually you can't get through that just based on living in the moment. And mm. like, that's something you would actually like really need to plan for. Mm. That's the reason why you'd have give birth and raise great kids mm. so that you'd have kids that would be able to help you when you're that mm. old. And that's the reason why you should have a fucking great wife that wants to be around you for 60 years of your life. It's, you know, it's mm. sort of just framed a few things like kind of differently. Mm. I was like, Oh, maybe that's why people settle down. Maybe that's because like the last 20 years of your life are just like intensely brutal <laughs> you're just like losing your basic capacities to function as a human but i guess that comes back to that it's like you're planning your future like you're so worried about your future that you kind of do alter because i think it's just understanding yourself enough now to be yeah like, yeah you're like yeah do i have pleasure now and then maybe sacrifice it later away but again it just comes back to knowing yourself and yeah like yeah, mindful of like yeah. where i'm at but i just see what you mean like it would be so sad to just be this old lonely Oh, in a nursing guy. home, yeah. cheap as fuck, shitty people that's coming in and out looking at yeah. Bro, that's a reality to a lot, a of, lot people. of people. And yeah, I hadn't really given it the respect it deserved. Oh. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm trying to fucking... That's uh, what I'm scared of, honestly, being in a nursing home forgotten about. It's a fucking reality, bro. The stats on that... That's what I mean. I was like, I want to... They keep that number quiet yeah. for a reason. But I want to create a lifestyle where like people want to come see me. Like that, I, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. be like that's the whole thing. It's just like you should focus on just being wanted by people, and you become wanted by like carrying yourself a certain way and like emanating this energy and just being a good positive person. People want a piece of that. So if yeah, you've been yeah, that for yeah. your whole life, people are going to want to see you. Like yeah. I love when people are like excited to see you and come up to you, and I'm like, that's that's like again it comes back to luck, but like I've created that yeah. like being the person I am. Yeah. And that's like a, a conscious decision to do that every day. So yeah. yeah. No, I completely agree, brother. All right, I'll let you go because we've, we yeah, we've, we've chatted for a long time. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. You, I really enjoy it. I've, I've been really looking forward to doing this with you, mate. Cheers. You're one person where I definitely feel like I can tell whatever stuff it's I haven't spoke about before. I'm like down to talk it's easy. about it. Yeah. It was good because when the one I did with Cooper Chapman the other day, he got up and when he got up, he's like, oh, I've never done something like that before. And like he does podcasts all the time, but yeah. he's like, I was just chatting to a mate yeah. and I've met him once before yeah. and i was like i like that i can it was easy as well because we we're honestly pretty much the same person just he yeah. surfed i rode downhill yeah everything else is on like the same alignment so that was like and again he's three steps ahead of where i am so yeah. i'm generally interested so i'm like i love talking to someone where i'm like you're just doing what i oh, want it's do. easy it's yeah. like yeah. i'm just i'm asking these questions because i want to know yeah so i'm like if people want to listen sweet but if they don't it doesn't matter because i'm learning from this so yeah, yeah. easy but no appreciate it mate Super, love you doggy <laughs> Oh, and shout out to the your epic gift as well. That that was a hit yesterday. People fucking <laughs> people saw, loved it. I saw that. She, um, thanks, Isabel Healy. She, yeah, yeah, Isabel Healy to design. It. She yeah. put it together. She yeah. was like made things happen. But yeah, dude, I was like think. You know when it's like you know I said like when the shoe fits. I was like you got a bit of a Jesus look going. 
you spread you spread the good word, the holy word. <laughs> it was funny. I saw in the comments because um, I put I sent her a heap of heads, and I was like, "Make this work the best you can." Sam Hill was in the photos I sent, uh, and yeah. so was Ben Townley, yeah. and so was Toby Price. Yeah, and I saw those were like, "Oh, they got stiff," and I was like, "They got sent," but these ones fitted. It better. actually, you know what's funny though? It actually did make me feel again like super grateful. I was like, "Fuck, it's pretty sick." Like that's a lot of really cool people, and then. Even the people that weren't on there, yeah, you know, like the people that weren't on there are arguably cooler than the people that fucking were. So I was like, this is pretty, pretty wild. Imagine that photo, but like, but then the, I think how you're 170 guests. Mm. Imagine having them spread out, like get a huge poster. It could be more than that, man. We we did episode 328 the other day. <laughs> so many people. It's gnarly, <laughs> eh? But then like that's without all the Supercross companions and all that sort of stuff, mm. so. But yeah. Anyway, let's get lunch. Where sure. should we go? I don't know. Somewhere good. <laughs>